locked and loaded now. With the latest news. Stand by for a start. Form analysis and markets. Plus interviews with the key jockeys and trainers on today's Thoroughbred Racing. And the gates are back. Racing HQ. On Sky Sports Radio and Sky Racing. In association with Racing New South Wales. And the Australian Turf Club. This is Racing HQ. Racing HQ, great to have your company on this uh, Saturday morning. Big show coming up. We're broadcasting live from the Seven, Ho- Seven Hills Hotel uh, out in the Prospect Highway, Western Sydney. If you're in the area, come on down. Dave Stanley's going to be along from about 9am this morning as well. Um, and it'll be great to see plenty of people here at the newly renovated Seven Hills Hotel. Big show on Racing HQ coming up very shortly into our track reports. We've got Brody Nixon with a couple of trialers as well. Scott Singleton is going to join us before 7am. And also Joseph Burgess coming down for the Tab Highway this afternoon at Randwick. We've also got Brett Devine on at around 7am as well. After 7am, our guests include Bjorn Baker, Jason Deemer, Nathan Doyle, and we've got Adrian Bott, Kim Waugh, Tash Burley and Peter Snowden. So stacks to get through. Stick with us on Racing HQ. You can join the line. You can join the conversation at any time by texting through on the text line as well. 0419 277 We'd love to hear from you here on Racing HQ. Big show and broadcasting live from the Seven Hills Hotel out in the Prospect Highway at Western Sydney. So if you're in the area, come on down. And Dave Stanley will be along from 9 o'clock to, uh, to entertain the, the punters here at, the, here at the, uh, the Seven Hills Hotel. So join us uh, very shortly, our track reports. And let's get to Mike Wood from Randwick, who's back from holidays. Good morning, Mike. Anthony, how are you? Really well. Uh, did we have any rain out there at Renwick earlier on this week? No, no. We've been uh, we've been dry for the last seven days. So um, I did some figures. You know, when you start to get a dry spell, you start to look back at the old rainfall. And, and last year, in the first fifteen days, we'd had uh, of July, we'd had about three hundred and twenty-one mils. And this year, we've had all of four. So um, yeah, big change in the weather. Okay, so we're on a good four today, and you wouldn't expect that to change then. No, no, I just put four millimetres of irrigation out for the week. Obviously, we still don't need to put a great deal out being uh, the middle of winter, but, um, yeah, just puts in that good four range, penetrometer of uh, 5.05 and a going stick of, uh, of 10 on the button. And your rail today, 11 metres from the 1,000 of the winning post, seven metres the remainder. How long, has, how long has it been in that position? Yeah, generally just through the winter months we try and try and push it out and utilise the full width of the track. You know, the, the track's between 28 and 30 metres wide, so still plenty of track there, but um, just trying to utilise the, the full width of it through the winter when we don't get as much recovery and um, obviously one eye on the spring carnival. And how does it typically play this time of year when it's out, um, when the rail's out like that, Mike? Yeah, I can't imagine it's going to play a great deal different to last week. Um, and I, I thought it raced quite well, um, nice and even. So generally tempo-related and, um, you know, the wind shouldn't have a major factor today. All of our winds have been sort of from the northwest for the last few meetings. So, um, you know, if, if everything races very similar to last week, I, I think um, it'll race well. Okay, terrific. Thanks so much for your time. Have a great day. 
Thanks, Anthony. All the best. Mike Wood out there at uh, Randwick. So we're on a good four at Randwick. No rain for the week. Uh, very, uh, very dry winter for this time of year. So good four, no rain. Rails out 11 metres from the 1,000 metres to the winning post and then 7 metres the remainder. Uh, track expected to play even. First of 10 with Luke Marlowe calling the races for us this afternoon. Darren Flindell taking a well-earned break this time of year. So Luke stepping up after his uh, recent trip overseas. And the first race at Randwick is at uh, 10 past 11, with the last to go at 4.35. Wyong Racing this afternoon. Track manager up there, Phil Robinson's on the line. Good morning, Phil. Morning, Anthony. How you going, mate? Yeah, really well. And what are we playing on today at Wyong today? Uh, we're on a good four today, so it's taken a while to dry out yep. uh, through that four range. So we finally got there today, which is nice. And the, the track's probably the most even it's been... Uh, in a long time, to be honest. Okay, so good four. And where's your rail today, Phil? The rail's back in the true. So we've had uh, a race meeting and a set of trials out in the wider sections of the track. So the inside four or five metres is a nice nice pad for them to race on today. But it gets a bit filly out yeah, a little and bit And it's been playing very... You've had a bit of racing recently. It's been playing very even from, from what I've seen. And from your team's point of view, are you happy with it? Yeah, definitely, mate. You know, like, like all tracks at the moment, middle of winter, they're getting very tired, but, yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to a nice three-week break uh, uh, after our first race in August, uh, leading into our Cup, and hopefully we'll have it being on for Cup Day. Excellent. Good on you, Phil. Have a great day. You too. Thanks, Anthony. Bye. Okay, so Phil Robinson there at Wyong. So they're on a good four. They have had quite a bit of racing recently over the last few weeks. Rail's in the true position. Track's been playing pretty fair. Um, field sizes, not too bad. Typical for this time of year, I guess, for Wyong. Uh, their first race is at 12.05, with the last race due to go there at uh, 4.00. 20, 4.20, so eight races to get through. They were on a soft five earlier on in the week, but a good four they've put up this morning. So it's taken a few days for that track to dry up, but expecting um, expecting Wong to play fairly well. And then they have a little three-week break before they um, head to uh, their bigger meetings towards the uh, towards the uh, towards August, end of August. All right, let's get to Eagle Farm. Jim Roberts is on the line, track manager up there. Good morning, Jim. Yeah, good morning, Anthony. How are you? Yeah, really well. Uh, any rain up at uh, Brisbane for the week? No, uh, we had one milk here on Wednesday night, which is, you know, very insignificant, but, you know, we had a little passing shower on uh, Wednesday night, but okay. it's a little bit overcast this morning, but they're saying partly cloudy and a fine, fine day at the top of 24 and light, and light winds, so it looks like the day's going to be nice anyway, so very heavy dew on the grass this morning, so got a rate at a good four. It's probably just on that softer side of a good four at the present with that, with that heavy dew on it that's... Uh, from a 5.89, the rail in the one metre position. So, you know, look, the track's in good shape, but we've come back inside. We haven't been back inside for quite a while. So, uh, it's in, you know, great coverage of grass, and I believe it should race well. So has it been playing recently from your team's point of view? Are you happy with it? Yeah, I've been, yeah, been really happy with it, actually. Yeah, we've sort of, you know, moved right out. I think we raced 10 days ago on a midweek at 10 metres, so we've come right back, like I said, we've come right back inside, and it's been racing, you know, very well. So, and I expect it to do the same today. Like I said, it's got a heavy dew on it this morning, but, you know, once the, once the sun yeah. comes out, the sun out, and it hasn't popped its head out yet, so once the sun comes out, then it'll dry it off, and it, you know, like I said, uh, good forward, it should race well. Excellent. Thanks so much for your time, as always, Jim. Have a great no, day. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome, mate. Cheers, mate.
Okay, so there's Jim Roberts at Eagle Farms. So it's a, a good four, heavy dew, so perhaps on the softer side of a good four at the moment, but it is only 6.30am, sun's not even out yet. So once that sun comes out, that'll dry it out. We'll be on a good four rail in the one metre position and the track's been playing very fair there at Eagle Farm. So at Eagle Farm today, they've got nine races. First race at 11.53, last race at 4.43. And uh, that's Eagle Farm. All right. Next up, let's get to Morfittville track manager Craig Hall, who's on the line. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. Any rain at Morfittville this week? I know it's been wet compared to the eastern states over the last few weeks. What's it been like this week in particular? Uh, the start of the week, um, uh, Sunday, Monday, yeah, we had that was when we had our rain. Um, and the rest of the yeah. week has uh, been pretty good, like the last you know, three days the sun's been out, but it hasn't been that warm. It's only been about 17 degrees, but yeah, at least the sun's broken through a bit of breeze, so it's helped dry the track out a bit. So we've had the 14 mil for the week, um, and we've come up with a soft five with a pedal of 5.9. Soft um, five, and what have you done with your rail this week? Um, we've kept it in the same position we were five weeks ago when we raced there last, so we're out six metres from the 1,000 to the winning post and three metres remainder. So still a good coverage of grass there. And how did it play when the rail was in that position a few weeks back? You were happy with it from your team's point of view? Yeah, yeah, no, it played uh, reasonable well, you know. Um, everyone had their chance, you know. A few led and one, a few come back from midfield and um, the back marks were coming home and that so yeah no it played well excellent thanks so much for your time craig have a good day no worries thank you very much so there's craig hall morfittville and they're on a soft five a little bit of rain earlier on in the week but um a bit drier than what it has been more recently so soft five and it rails out six meters from the thousand meters to the winning post three meters the remainder and you just heard from craig his team's happy with it in terms of uh, any pattern and they'll all get their chance. First race at Morfordville, first of nine at Morfordville at 12.13 with the last at 5.07. There's our track reports. We're off to a short break. You're on Racing HQ, back with Brodie Nixon, who's found a couple of trialers for us. Jackano, the highest rated Australian bred three-year-old cult of his generation. But here's Jackano. Jackano was an outstanding winner of the Golden Rose, defeating Australia's highest rated filly in secret. In secret up the fence, Jackano wide out, Jackano! Jackano with a barnstorming finish. Jackano defeated six Group 1 winners in his CFO Stakes victory, including the outstanding dual Group 1 winners, Mr Brightside and I'm Thunderstruck. Jackano, new to win stat. Jackano. The stars are ready to shine at the 2023 Queensland Constellations. Australasia's most exciting harness racing carnival takes centre stage this week with three career-defining Group 1s headlined by the Sunshine Sprint. Check out racingqueensland.com.au. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. The best thing about our pies is the deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, curry beef, sausage rolls. We even have junior pies that we can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths chilled meals section. And if you can't find us, ask for us by name. Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. 
need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Breed to sell or breed to race with All Too Hard at Vinery. Yearlings by All Too Hard sold for 400000 in 2023 and averaged 4.9 times his service fee at the major sales. If you're breeding to sell, call Vinery today on 02 Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to Racing HQ on this Saturday. Great to have your company. Next up, our Sky Racing Trial Spy expert, Brody Nixon, is on the line. Good morning, Brody. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, everyone. You've been seeing them really well throughout the week. What have you found for our listeners today? Yeah, Anthony, I'm quite up and about about these two horses. The first one comes at Randwick race number nine, horse number five, first in line. Now, he comes out of the Matt Smith yard, 70-year-old gelding, we kind of know his form lines, but I think he might still be on slight up. We last saw him at the end of last campaign in the listed Canberra Cup behind Arapahoe, defeated three lengths. Before that was a massive drifter at Randwick behind Glory Days, defeated two lengths, and then one at the Sunshine Coast over the 2400 before that. Brings some really nice form lines, which I... Real, I thought deserved to be a much shorter in the market. Now, he was really good through the line first up behind Super Strike, went back to the trials at Warwick Farm and trucked through the line behind Glinda Silver. The rising four-year-old looks like he's in for a big campaign. But, yeah, first in line. I think he's going to run a race this afternoon. And from gate number eight, Ashley Morgan goes aboard. OK, first in line. I noticed he's had a trial between his first up run just having a look at his profile is that typically something he'll do between races Brody? not usually for this horse but i kind of really liked it because we're going 1800 meters to 2000 or back to 1800 here second up i'd love to have him that little bit of extra fitness space because maybe finding him third up might have been the right thing to do but with that extra trial as you could see on mm. the replay sky one and stc viewers he was given a nice little hit up through the line so the way I'm looking at it is basically coming here second and a half up, third up, and when he really got through the line, he really extended strongly like we wanted to see from a stayer. So I think he's going to run really well this afternoon. He's going to be much more forward than people think second up. Okay, race nine, horse number five, first in line at Randwick, currently a $10 chance on tab fixed odds. And you found one for us at, uh, at Wong, a first starter up there. I can tell you what, Manto, there might have been some quick fingers at Wyong Markets yesterday. $19 the tab put up, and I can tell you within about five minutes, it was $8. There were some sharp punters that dived straight into Amaro, this first startup, daughter of I'm Invincible, out of French Emotion, the Group 2 winner. Now, first trial at Rose Hill was really hidden. She trucked through the line behind Luna Field, but it was this piece of work behind Sparks flying over the 1,040 metres that got me really excited. She's in the middle of the pack here with the green and white silks with the red stars throughout, and she just had 
aboard as Brett Preble and he just had a stranglehold of this horse. She trucked through the line under absolutely no riding. Sparks Flying was a really good trial winner out of this seat. I'm keen to follow that horse, but Emma Rowe, Brett Preble had her on the double wraps and she just wanted to go fast, but he would not allow her. And even the trial before that behind Luna Field, she really trucked through the line. 1,200 metres first up this afternoon. She's drawn gate number six. So I'm really keen to find her. The market has. I wouldn't be surprised if she continues to firm. Okay, so that's race three at Wyong. Horse number eight, Amaro. Currently a $7 chance on tab fixed odds. Yeah, very well bred this filly. She's by I'm Invincible. They paid $500,000 for her as a yearling. Um, that was at the uh, Easter... English Yearling Classic or Easter English Sale in 2022. So she's got a bit, a bit to live up to in terms of her price tag and pedigree. Uh, where can our listeners find your information, Brody? Uh, you can find all the information on the Sky Racing website. We do a piece every couple of days. So about once a week, you can find all the trials up there. And leading to the spring, we're going to have a lot more content as well with these two-year-olds and these horses resuming. So it's a very, very interesting time to be around heading into a fantastic spring carnival. We're going to have a lot of trial reports as well, probably more than ever leading into this carnival. Join yourself every Saturday, Mark Olmos, every Monday morning. And all of our bets, not only with Saturdays or Wednesdays, we also have plenty of bets out wide, the provincials and the country you can find on Bets Friends. Good on you, Brody. Thanks so much for your help. We'll speak soon. There's Thanks, Brody man. Nixon, so our uh, Sky Racing Trial Spies expert, and he's found a couple for us. Uh, so first of those was race nine at Randwick, course number five, first in line, currently a $10 chance on tab fixed odds. And up at Wyong, this uh, first starter, a filly by I'm Invincible. Her name is Emma Rowe. Race three, horse number eight. She's very well-bred filly. Uh, the damn French Emotion, uh, an eight-time winner. I think she was a, a group two winner. Uh, went around in a few group ones. Uh, very well-performed, uh, the dam. And uh, this is the first foal to race from what I can gather, a $500,000 yearling purchase called Amaro. Race three, horse number eight at Wyong, and it's a $7 chance. Let's get to our next guest on Racing HQ. Scott Singleton's on the line. Good morning, Scott. Morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, Thanks buddy. for your time this morning. I know you spoke to Dave Stanley on Racing HQ yesterday, uh, and he was uh, talking about your runners up there at Scone, and particularly Melody again, just for our uh, Saturday audience that perhaps didn't catch that. We thought it was worthwhile catching up. Um, you did have a winner yesterday up there at, at Scone. Uh, nice to see Storm's End finally break through. She nearly threw it away, though. Yeah, she's still doing a lot wrong, isn't she? But um, throwing worse than me at the moment. But it, it, it'll start sinking in, I think, mate. Yep. Uh, Scott, just uh, late last week as well, I noticed that uh, an old horse of yours, Remlaps Gem, who was a terrific old horse for you, won nine races, was was retired. Uh, great horse for your for your stable, certainly when you made that move up to Scone. Um, sad to see him go out. Yeah, no, he, oh, look, it's not really sad to see him go out because any time you can retire a horse um, sound and happy um, like that, it's always a good thing. But, um, yeah, like I think at one point he was nine wins from 16 starts for me or something, so he's a fabulous horse for us. Um, I had a lot of fun with him. He wasn't injured, Scott? They just pulled up stumps with him? No, he, he just sort of had enough. He, he'd always had his... his um, his breathing issues and, and things like that. And we were having to travel him up to place him 
um, to Queensland all the time. So we elected yep. to leave him up there with Dave Van Dyke and just see if he, if we could sort of get something out of him. But um, the owners are terrific, and he just wasn't interested the other day at the races. So they 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 said Fair that's enough. it. So they're going to send him down to me, and we'll retire him down here. Terrific. Well, he'll have a home down there. He was a nine-time winner with uh, 25 career starts that he won over $300,000 in prize money. Remlap's Gem retired during the week. Today, Scott, you line up with, uh, with Melody again in the Tab Highway. Race three, horse number 13 at Randwick. We spoke a few weeks ago and she, was, uh, she wasn't too far away from, from trialling. She trialled very well at Musselbrook recently. Was that how you expected her to trial, Scott? Yeah, look, I probably, I probably didn't expect her to trial quite that good. Um, not generally a very good track worker so you're more or less just sort of getting some guides on how well she's feeling and and looking and stuff like that more so than her work but uh mitch bell certainly knows her very well and he said um he was more than happy and it's it's probably the best she's felt to him so she's always a real big sort of raw looking filly and was always going to get better with a little bit of time so i'm just hoping the penny's starting to drop with her you know yeah, Mitch Bell rider in that trial, and he's the only jockey to to win on her in a short career. Is it important to have that continuity? Like, does she have some tricks that Mitch needs to be on her to wind out? Yeah, look, I I, I think any time you can keep the same jockey on, um, yeah, the majority of the time it's a good thing. Uh, it can't hurt to to know a bit about a horse, but yeah, she is tricky to ride in a sense of she's big and awkward, and um, you sort of got to get a feeling okay under. You. Um, before she'll sort of go through her gears. Um, but he just seems to get on with her really well. And, um, you know, I, I sort of take a bit of confidence that he got a good feel from him the other day just because he's, you know, probably forget, foregoing a full book of rides at the Provincials to ride her. So um, he wanted to stay on her and yeah. it sort of gives me a bit of confidence, you know. How's this play out for her today, Scott? She's, she's a big filly, as you mentioned. She, she generally needs a bit of room from, from what I can gather and, and gate number one, and she's not blessed with a huge amount of gate speed. How's it play out for her, do you think, from the inside gate? Um, tricky luck. I know, I think probably most trainers can always find something to whinge about, but I would have preferred to draw 16 than one with her, just that particular horse, because mm. she's probably going to drift a long way back and you, you don't want a big... A big horse like her back on the fence um, with a heap of traffic in front of her sort of cluttered away. But um, I had a chat to Mitch about it at the races yesterday and he sort of said, look, I'm confident that she's better than them if we can just sort of give her the right run. So I I dare say if if he can possibly get off the fence at some point, he would. Um, Definitely rather be drawn there at Ramwick than Rose Hill or something. So, um, look, it's not a a deal breaker, but it's probably not ideal either. Yep. I know when we spoke the other week, you were saying that she sort of, she races like she's going to be a mile, miler, but you were sort of suggesting that maybe 12 to 1400 metres might be her sweet spot. You, you're still sort of thinking that with her? Yeah, we're just working that out because obviously she's, she's pretty lightly raced and um, she pulled a muscle in that run at Hawkesbury and never got through the heavy and we sort of never really got to to sort of see if, if that was going to suit her or not, but... Um, certainly she seems effective, fresh over the shorter trips at this stage of her life so that'll be something we'll have to work work out um, as a little bit more time goes on, you know 
Yeah. And, and beyond today, I know we spoke the other week, and um, if you can knock off a tab highway this time of year, you put yourself right in the Kosciuszko frame. Is that in the back of your mind if she can run well today, Scott? Uh, look, it's it's the timing's okay if, if she does run well today. For mine, I wouldn't be wanting to make up numbers or anything, so I think if 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 she's mm. any chance of heading down that path, she'll she'll need to win today. Um, but look, she's okay. she's um, a pretty inexperienced filly, but I certainly think um, well, I've had a lot worse horses than a win in town. So I think at some point she's going to um, do something fairly good. But whether it's a bit early for her at the moment or not, I'm not sure. We'll sort of find out. She'll answer a few of those questions today. You know. Okay, currently a $51 chance for the Kosciuszko in that futures market. And just before we let you go, I, I spotted one at the trials during the week. I wanted to know where you're heading with this, and I think you've got it nominated at Corindai next week, a horse called Viganotto, a three-year-old filly by Charge Ford. She bolted in at a trial. What's your what's your opinion of her? Yeah, I always liked her. Obviously, uh, raised the mum, and, and she's a filly that we've bred ourselves, so um, we've taken our time with her and... Um, Always sort of thought she could gallop, but as soon as the blinkers went on, it just really switched her on. So definitely ready to go to the races now. I'd expect her to be pretty hard to beat there next week. We'll keep an eye on her. As always, thanks so much for your time, Scott. Best of luck with um, with Melody again today at Randwick. Yep, anytime, buddy. Not a worry. Bye. There he is, Scott Singleton, coming down from Scone with Melody again in the Tab Highway. So that's race three. Uh, race three, what is she, horse number 13 today? I'm quite sure. Let me just bring up my tab market. Race three, horse number 13, Melody again, currently a $7.50 chance. And just keep an eye on one called Viganotto, a filly by charge forward. She trailed at Musselbrook during the week. She won by about six lengths, and she's nominated for Corindai next Thursday. But just jot her name down in the back of your mind or your black book because I think she'll be winning a race soon. Uh, let's get to Liam O'Keefe with a Flemington track report. Good morning, Liam. Morning, Anthony. What's the weather like at uh, Melbourne today? Fairly fairly clear skies at the moment, but there is a low pushing across the state and it will get overcast during the morning and showers expected to fall around mid-afternoon. So um, currently a good fall, but probably close to a good three. So we're just going to give the track a light drink this morning just to make sure we stay in that good fall, raving for early in the card and then, and then the rain's forecast to arrive around mid-afternoon. All right, so mid-afternoon you should get through, what, four or five races or maybe a few more before it comes in? Yeah, probably around that four races, I think. Um, they're saying around 2, two o'clock, mm. so um, I'd, start, I'd say once we get three or four races out of the way, we'll start to see some precipitation, just depending on how much uh, we get, if we were to get a downgrade or not. Okay, and the rail's out three metres. How's the track typically play this time of year when it's in that position? It's got a fair bit of wear and tear across it. Three metres is, is the fine rail move for us. Um, we are getting the end of our winter racing program, so fairly consistent filling across the track. Um, we've got a break for three weeks for star, then a month off after that. So we'll do our renovation works to ensure it's Mickey Mouse for the Spring Carnival. Okay, good on you, Liam. Thanks so much for your time as always. Great, thanks, Anthony.
Liam O'Keefe with a Flemington track update. So it's a, a good three slash good four, rail out three metres. Rain expected to come after around race four, race five. So we'll just monitor conditions there at Flemington. That's important because once that rain comes, that could change things up a little bit. Our next guest on Racing HQ is coming down from Taree with a runner in the Tab Highway, Joseph Burgess. Good morning, Joseph. Thanks for your time. Good. Have I caught you in the truck? Is that your usual routine when you come down for the highways? And, and Zaru's a bit of a veteran at it. Do you just normally come down the morning of? Yeah, well, I, I actually train on a property at Buller Dealer. Um, I gallop at Taree, so I'm only, yeah, two and a half, three hours away. So it's, um, it's not too bad a trip, really. He's a pretty seasoned campaigner. He's lining up for his 11th Tab Highway today. We're speaking about race three, horse number three, Zaru. Uh, I noticed you gave him a little four-week break between runs. Were you just waiting for this highway rather than the 1,400 last week? Yeah, and I, um, I found taking horses down there, they can only seem to be able to go down every fortnight for a certain period of time. And um, I've kept him to the spring trips this preparation so I could put the blinkers on him because um, he used to float when he gets to the front a bit and um, he probably over-ace a bit over those 13, 1400 metre trips so yeah the four week break and keep a bit of freshness in your legs will hopefully work out alright What do you do with him during that time? Is he pretty straightforward at home to, to keep him ticking along Joseph? Yeah he's not too bad I, um, I gave him a jump out couple of weeks into it and then um, he's just had his normal work and we've gone down the beach a couple of times but he's the quirky little horse don't worry but he's um yeah he's a naturally fit sort of horse he's easy enough to keep up to the mark it's Zach's first ride on him Zach Lloyd does he have any tricks or is he pretty straightforward to ride good to ride yeah he's a bouncy little fellow in the mountain yard but no he's once you get out on the track he's Especially over the sprinting trips with the more genuine tempo, he's, he's a good little ride. Mm. I note today you've finally drawn a gate with him. Gate number four you came up with. You haven't had much luck with gates recently. It's the first time in his last six runs you've started from inside gate number eight. So you've finally drawn a marble. He's been out the back his last couple, though. Can he be a bit closer? I do note that the day he won his highway about 12 months ago, he was three back the fence. Can you expect him to be a bit closer today? I think ideally, you know, three pairs back, one off. I, I, he can definitely be closer. He's only ridden back, back due to circumstance. As you said, he just, he just has not been able to draw a gate that also. Um, he, he's got, got a little bit of natural speed, but we, he is a better horse, ridden with cover and getting a suck run. Um, but I, I think there'll be plenty of tempo, and the tempo of the race should put him. Yeah, somewhere about a three pairs back, but he can he definitely doesn't have to go back as far as he has been. Mm. He's only won two from 32, but he's very honest. He's, he's probably the type of horse that needs things to go his way, as many, many do. Um, but for that extra sort of 5 or 10% to get him over the line, does he need that, that good map and an uninterrupted run, Joseph, to just get him that little 5 or extra 10%? Yeah, I think so. I think, um, you know, most people would agree, you know, probably track track bias and luck in running seems to uh, dictate the result of a lot of the highways, doesn't it? So um, getting, getting that easy run, bouncing out and just being able to land a spot and then getting a suck run, surely going to 
be of a benefit to him. The owners must be having a bit of fun with him. I mean, he's only won two races from, from 32, and I, I don't want to be disrespectful because he's won over $200,000 in prize money. You, you just keep fronting up. He's a he's a great example of, of these tab highways and not dissimilar to Wayne Wilkes' horse who won last week who was lining up for a similar amount of highways, and they just kept coming back with him, and eventually you'll get your turn, and he's a, a, good, a good example of that, that you'll get your turn if you just keep fronting up, and he's earning good prize money along the way. Yeah, that's right. He's a he's a little horse that's I've had he's always had a high enough benchmark and um so you nearly gotta to go to a highway or or, you know, if you're running open grade in, in the country, you know, for twenty seven thousand. So mm. I think it's a no brainer to come down, especially with a horse like him who's proven himself. His record in the highways probably doesn't look as good as it should because like last prep he had massive weights and and white gates the whole time, and he, he was he was honest the whole prep. But yeah, he's a he's a he's a gutsy little horse. Mm. Looking ahead to, to Tuesday, Joseph, I just see you've got a couple nominated there for, for Tari. Um, one horse I wanted to ask about, um, Evocator, uh, uh, one you picked up from, from Jenny Graham. He trialled well last week at, at Tari. What's your thoughts on him? Yeah, he's a really nice horse. Aaron trialled him and he was really positive after the trial. So, um, yeah, and, and drawing well with the rail out for Tari, that's, that's pretty important. I... I you know, I can see him running well, yeah. Did he have any tricks when he came to you that needed ironing out? You got him second hand? No, no, no. Jenny's just had a bit of a break, so she just rang and asked if I could pre-train him and then I just gave him the trial. But, um, no, he's a, he's a straightforward horse and, and um, yeah, he, he hasn't caused me any troubles at all. Yep. Tell us a little bit about your background, just for our listeners that might not be familiar. You're an equine dentist and, and breaker before you took out your trainer's licence, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, um, I broke in horses and trained horses for different disciplines, care drafting and, and, and stuff like that. And then when COVID hit, I couldn't go anywhere, so I thought I might knuckle down and start riding, riding a bit of work and ended up getting my trainer's licence and, yeah, been doing for a couple of years now. And, and you're based at Buller Dealer, so you got the horses there on a property. What can you do with them during the week? And, and you said you've got to float them into Taree for your gallops, but what can you do at home with them? Um, I've got sort of a hill track at home and then a big a big flat and then also a sand arena. And then, um, so I do sort of my base work out of there. And then... Um, yeah, my pace work at the beach or, or at Tari, depending on weather and what the tracks are like. And, um, yeah, so I know it works out really well. It sort of caters for those horses that are probably ready to see a little bit of a different environment than, than what they have so far in their life. Yep. Can you use the river there at all or not, down at Bulladeela? Oh, you could, but I, I don't. Um, but I'm I just... Yep. In the process of sort of looking at putting in a, a swimming hole at home, if I could get get that up again, it'd be it'd be pretty good, really. And you're happy enough with your season this this time round? I think this I think I'm right in saying it's your second season, perhaps your second full season. You happy with the results and how things are going? Ah, uh, not really. I, I sort of had that period where I um my numbers increased, but the probably quality, you know, quality wasn't there and 
mm. been a bit of a tough slog to be honest um, with a few with a few of them you know there's limited horses that you know you turn out at their best to sort of run a decent race but sort of up to their grade and struggle winning but it's been a good learning experience that's mm. for sure We'll let you go. You drive safe, Joseph. Thanks so much for your time. It's been great to catch up and uh, all the best with Zaru and the highway at Ramwick today. No worries. Thanks. Joseph Burgess on Racing HQ lining up with uh, race three, horse number three, Zaru. Currently a $9 chance on tab fixed odds. And he's got one in at uh, Tari on Tuesday. Avocator is its name. It's race... Uh, race five, horse number two for Aaron Bullock. Tried really well recently at Tari. Lines at my class three over 1,200 metres. Just keep an eye on that on Tuesday. Jot it down in your black book or the back of your mind. It is five past seven on Racing HQ. Edinburgh Park Stud has been listed for sale. This jewel in the crown of Australia's thoroughbred industry is the birthplace of racetrack stars like world champion Silent Witness, Royal Merchant, Better Than Ready, 11-11, Glenn Fittick and Rubasaki. Edinburgh Park offers premium equine facilities and an uber-luxury main homestead all on the banks of the mighty Manning River on the New South Wales mid-north coast. For sale by written expressions of interest which closes Friday, July 28. For more information, head to the Magic Millions website. At TAB, we're on for Saturday racing. On races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm, place a fixed odds win bet with the TAB app and if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. TAB, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Jackano, a dual Group 1 winner and the highest rated Australian bred three-year-old cult of his generation. A precocious juvenile, Jackano was a December two-year-old winner on debut and placed in the Group 1 Blue Diamond Stakes. Jackano moves up, takes the lead, storms away. A sectional star, Jackano is the only Australian stallion to retire in 2023 as a Wait for Rage winning three-year-old. Jackano, Jackano flew up on the fence and got the money. Jackano, new to wooden stats. Jackano. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to Racing HQ, seven minutes past seven here on a Saturday and we're broadcasting live from the Seven Hills Hotel, the newly renovated Seven Hills Hotel on the uh, Prospect Highway. If you're in the area, come on down. Dave Stanley will be here after 9am to entertain the punters. Next up on the line is Bjorn Baker. Good morning, Bjorn. Good morning. Great to have you on. Thanks so much for your time as always. Just before we get into today's runners at Ramwick, I spotted a couple during the week at Kembla Trials. I wanted to ask you about Rupertar. trialled very well. When might we see Rupertar line up? Yeah, she she did. She's always had really good ability and I think she's probably come back better than ever. So um, we might just give her the one trial she could possibly run towards the end of the month, maybe the 29th at Rose Hill. 
All right, we'll keep an eye on her. Rupertar trolled really well during the week at Kembla. There was a Coolmore cult there, a, a horse by Justify called Lawrence that won his trial. Well, will he need another one or is he ready to go to the races? Uh, yeah, we definitely have another one too. We'll just have a bit of a think where we go with him. But I thought he was very good. He's a horse that has just continued to improve this time in the stable. So, um, yeah, really happy with him. He, he ran a quick time and uh, Rachel had a, a pretty good opinion of him too. We'll put his name in the black book. His name is Lawrence. He's a cult by Justify. He trialled at Kembla during the week. Ramwick today, Bjorn, race one, horse number two. You kick off with Canadian Ruler. I thought handled the jump up in class from a Bathurst maiden to, to Sydney two-year-old race um, really well last start. Only just got tipped off and, and you've kept it up to the mark with a recent trial. Were you just waiting for the 1,400 metres to go again? Exactly. It was just a, a bit of a question mark where we go to and... Um He's uh, um, we showing he's up to Saturday grade, and that's the key. So, no, this race is pretty good to, for him today. He's just got to overcome a wide gate. But he's got natural speed. He should be able to put himself there, um, and he's a, a top hope. Yeah, he's got gate 11. It looks a bit tricky on paper, and we've only ever seen him lead. You're not going to change that pattern then, Bjorn, by the sounds of things? You'll, you'll try and push forward and be positive and find a spot, perhaps go to the front or outside lead or something like that? For sure. Definitely one of the two anyway, hopefully. Mm. Race four, you line up with number 10, Don Pedro, for Robbie Dolan. He's going well in easier grades. Probably the right time of year to test him at this level, would you think? Yeah, you've got to be into win, and um, he ran really well last time. He had a big weight, albeit at Taree, so he's back in grade. Uh, up in grade, uh, the blinkers go on, but he's got a good gait and gets in with no weight. So we're more sort of hoping. I wouldn't have said he's a Saturday horse, but um, let's have a crack at Ramwick. With horses like him that have done the bulk of their racing in the country and provincial um, areas, do you find it's typically easy to attempt this class rise over a little bit more distance rather than the sprint trips as a rule? Oh, the one thing about going is he's fit and he gets in with no weight so he's got a really good grounding mm. um, so that just gives me a little bit more confidence maybe over the ground because he's got that race race fitness and has probably been toughened up by a few trips away so he's a pretty laid back customer, I'm sure he'll go there, parade well, uh, he's got a good gait and, and we'll be able to put him forward and, and um, he's, I guess the thing is he's fitness wise he's ready for it yeah, he's good odds. Don Pedro, race four, horse number 10. He's a $16 chance on tab fixed odds. We're speaking with Bjorn Baker on Racing HQ. Bjorn in race five, horse number three, Wingardium, lines up for Ash Morgan. She copped a bit of a check there at the 200 last start at Rose Hill. Did that put her off or did anything else come out of that run? Yeah, she just sort of stopped all momentum and stopped. But she's gonna, we're going to wait for next week with her. I think we're about to scratch her. Um, okay. Just... It's an ordinary gate, and I think we're better off uh, just waiting for it at the moment. All right, so she's likely to come out. That's Wingardium in race five. We'll keep her for next week. What about Battledon in race number six on the seven-day backup? It was a Dylan Gibbons special to win last week. Is he generally good on a backup like this, Bjorn? Yeah, he only, I think he's only had the one backup where he went into the Coolmore after running second to Marzu. Um, uh, at Ramwick and he ran a really good fifth in the Coolmore so I don't think it'll bother him he's a big strong horse and he's a pretty casual customer so um, uh, going into last week he had a bit of a reputation as a non-winner so he got that out of the way but 
He did. Simply a horse that probably has to be exposed late. And he can probably do that today, uh, just following the leader. So it's definitely um, not out of the realms of possibility that he could go back-to-back. Yeah, no, it sets up pretty similarly. Uh, what about Cosmic Minerva, race six, horse number nine in the same race, got held up at a vital stage and unlucky not to win at Rose Hill last start. He profiles like he's ready to peak third up. What's your thoughts on him? Yeah, I think he's going really well. He, he's, he's down in the weight. He, he's a bit of a quirky customer, though. He can do one or two things wrong, and I think as much as anything, he doesn't help himself. So uh, no doubt he, uh, if he got to that early, he probably would have won last time, but... Um, as much as anything, I just hope he jumps and he can put himself there. If that's the case and he does everything right, I, I definitely think he, he he's up to it. So he's a, a winning chance for sure. Do they work together at home at all, Bjorn, Battledon and, and Cosmic Minerva? Can you give the, the listeners a bit of a guide in terms of your opinion on who you might preference there? There's not much between them in the market. Yeah, no, they don't. So um, they wouldn't have worked together at all really um so oh, it's a tough one i think um they're both horses that, that have a lot of ability they've got no shortage of ability so a lot of it probably just comes down to luck and running and getting the right circumstance and, and that's sydney racing there's not too much between them you just need things to go your way and uh you've got to get your tactics right Absolutely. Uh, race eight, you line up with number two, Ida, here for, for Dylan Gibbons, uh, 61 kilos. It was an honest run last start. Did the 63 just anchor her? What was Adam's feedback? Yeah, I think possibly it did, um, as well as that, a bit of cut on the track that day. And I think uh, she probably prefers the top of the ground today. So she's got a good gait. Um, prior to last start, she was dominant over the mile at Ramwick on a good track. And I just think she'll be able to get a really good run just by the speed today. And I, I quite like her. I think she's going better than ever. And she looks absolutely fantastic. Good feedback for our listeners. You've tried her over a little further in the past. She's raced up to 2,000 and beyond. Do you think a mile's her sweet spot, Bjorn? I think it is too. I think that's a big tick today. So... Um, no, I'm looking forward to, to having you go around. I think uh, I think she's in the zone. Okay, good feedback there on Ida. Race 8, horse number 2 for Dylan Gibbons, currently a $7 chance on tab fixed odds. And your round out with two in the last, Bjorn, Passagiata and American President um, first up for you. Let's with let's start with Passagiata. Three and a half kilo swing on Omni Man, who beat a fair and square the other day, but there was a length and a half between them. How much emphasis do you put on that weight swing, or is it irrelevant? Uh, when the weight swings my way, I put a heap of emphasis into it. And when it's the opposite, <laughs> I don't worry about it. So, um, look, it will definitely make a difference. Omni Man's no doubt a very good horse. He's a big, strong horse. I, I think the weight will worry him too much. Um, but I think I, I just get the impression back on, on top of the ground probably helps Passagiata. Um, not that it wasn't, I think it was still a pretty good track the other day. I think back to Randwick helps and gate one, she should be able to just jump and do her own thing. Um, no doubt they'll go along pretty quick, but I think um, I think she can definitely bounce back. And American President's just come into the stable, uh, so still probably learning about him, but uh, his best form's probably on the track with a bit of cutout. So if we can go half, good race, we'll definitely look forward and, and be confident if we can get a bit of cut in the tracks and be competitive. 
All right, sounds like you've, you're fairly bullish about Ida as a, as a good chance at good odds and expecting Passagiata to bounce back there. Let's, um, uh, you got one down at Flemington I wanted to ask about as well. Is it likely to line up there? Uh, you're still in from what I can gather. Race five, horse number four, line of five. Gee, you picked your mark well here, Bjorn. This is coming off a, a mudgy maiden win and you, you found a, an 1,800-metre two-year-old race worth $150,000. It's worthwhile making the trip down. Yeah, well, from, from Mudgee to Flemington, I don't know if it's a path well, uh, <laughs> well beaten, but um, no, actually, it's worked out pretty well, and, and Scott Darby actually found that race, so if we're going to be in the money, I'll give him a bit of credit, and uh, now we're going for a state-to-state double with the Derby two-year-olds, line of fire down there, and, and Canadian ruler up here, and... Um, oh, I think he's going really well. I think he's a horse that's just improving, and... and um, I think he'll relish every bit of the 1800 and he's got a pretty good base so that gives you a bit of confidence over 1800 in a two-year-old race um he'll be able to hopefully jump and put himself in the first four or five and uh he looks to travel down pretty well harry coffee um is riding pretty well at the moment too so uh, looking forward to that i think he's a, a definite hope yeah, he's a $6 chance. That's a line of fire, race five, horse number four. And just finally, before we let you go, at Wyong, you're lining up with just one runner. Race eight, horse number one, Hollywood Hero. He got pressured in the lead there first up three weeks ago and dropped out. Did you give him a pass, Mark? What were your thoughts on that run, Bjorn? Oh, it's probably a tad disappointing. In, in hindsight, we probably rode him a little bit too aggressive. Uh, saying that will be really positive today. And it's a big drop back from Saturday grade to to provincial with uh, the two kilo claims. So I think it should go there and be very competitive. All right. Thanks so much for your time. As always, great to speak and best of luck with those uh, team of horses today at Ramwick and down at Flemington and Wyong. Thanks again, Bjorn. Thanks, Anthony. Okay, there's Bjorn Baker, and uh, he's got, uh, yeah, a good team of horses heading to Randwick. Just listening to, to Bjorn there and reading between the lines, uh, obviously race six, horse number three, Battledon, and race six, number nine, Cosmic Minerva, will both be very hard to beat. Not much between those, and the market sort of reflects that. One's five fifty, the other one's $4. Cosmic Minerva, a $4 chance in race eight. He was pretty keen on Ita. Uh, it's a $7 chance on tab fixed odds. And then obviously Passagiata, race eight, horse number 10. And up at Wyong, race eight, number one, Hollywood Hero. Uh, expecting it to run well. Next up on Racing HQ, Jason Demers on the line. Good morning, Jason. Thanks for your time. No worries. Good morning, Anthony. You're lining up in the uh, in the midway with uh, race two, horse number four, Decadent Tail. I think we spoke um, after this run on a, a Friday racing HQ. She sort of flashed home there at Canterbury last start and probably was beaten by the, the tight track that day. The big help look, the big track looks like it'll help, but she's probably going to give them a start again from the barrier. How's it play out for her, Decadent Tail? Yeah, you're right there. Yeah, no luck with the barrier again today, but um, I'll probably just totally leave it up to Dylan. He'll work it out on depending on how she jumps. Sometimes she can jump really good and other days she can be a little bit slow, so... Probably no instructions. Still, we'll work it out. He's rode a couple of times before, and um, so yeah, be no instructions. But it all depends on how she jumps as to how he ends up riding it. But yeah, I'd imagine she'd be back midfield a little bit worse. This time last year, she won three races in a row, Jason, over 2,000 metres plus, but she sort of haven't had a past 1,800 metres um, this time. And will you stretch her out a bit further, this preparation, or is it just sort of dependent with, with what the midways throw up because she's in that system now? Yeah, um, I said, yeah, we got up to 2,000 metres last time. I think we got up to 
maybe twenty three or twenty four hundred there around it one day. Mm. Um, yeah, she was just seemed a bit more relaxed last time in. Um, this time she's just racing just that little bit fierce. And I see Timmy Clark rode her one day on the Kensington track over eighteen hundred, and his advice was that she didn't quite run it out. So since then I've just kept it to these slightly shorter ones. And um, she seems to be racing very well over this distance. But, yeah, we'll see how she goes today and whether we separate, separate a little bit in distance. In race seven, you've got horse number two, O'Tilly. Market found this early on. It was 3.70 to 3.40. Romped in the other week at Warwick Farm by three lengths. Did you expect it to win like that? Uh, probably not quite that, that well, but she had been going very well the first two runs back. And when the rain came on the day, that obviously helped her. And um, obviously, worry about the favourite from Chris Walls that day, but um, mm. that just rode her to her her um, conditions. You know, let her roll, and then she had that little bit of a kick off it. And um, yeah, well, she, she won very convincingly, and um, no, she's continued to please the sea since. The map looks pretty good again, just on paper. Gate number three. Have you had a good look at this? Can you see much pressure for the front? Not really. No. No, um, yeah, unless someone changes their mind with their pre-race plans. But otherwise, yeah, you just see her rolling to the front and hopefully controlling it. And um, Nathan Dawes, also the, the favourite, will obviously be giving us a bit of start. We've got that little bit of weight advantage off it with Zach riding and claiming one and a half. So, yeah, she'll be out in front and be, be hard to run down. And beyond today, Jason, 1,400 metres today, will that give you a guide as to whether she's provincial championship horse early next year? Is that in the back of your mind? Oh, no, it hasn't been, actually. But, um, yeah, obviously, yeah. No, I don't think she should have any trouble running the 1,400. She was very strong at the end of 1,300 last start. Last time in, we got her up to 1,400. And um, but then again, this time in, she's improved and, and got stronger and we'll be racing the best she's ever raced, so... Yeah, I don't think the distance would be a worry, but um, yeah, it's definitely something to consider. The provincial champions would be a nice race to aim for. Does she still have a couple more runs left into this preparation? Obviously, dependent of if she gets through today well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's only a fourth run back. And, um, yep. you know, we just spaced them out a little bit, two and a half weeks, three weeks between runs. And, um, yeah, she's a very cruisy horse around the stables. She goes out in the yard during the day. And, yeah, she's got a pretty, pretty nice life here. So, yeah, she's very happy and doing well. Terrific. All right. Well, best of luck with us. So that's O'Tilly race seven, horse number two, decadent tail race two, horse number four. As always, thanks for your time, Jason, and speak soon. No worries. Thank you very much, Anthony. Okay, Jason Deemer there. So he's lining up with uh, decadent tail in the, the midway. So race two, horse number four. It's currently a $10 chance on tab for fixed odds. She was probably beaten by the the, the track pattern and just the tighter track there at Canterbury last start when she flashed home and, and finished fourth. Um, bigger track's definitely going to suit. Uh, but having said that, the rail is out and she's drawn barrier. I think she drew 17 in the original, might come in a couple, but she's going to be giving them a start. And in race seven, horse number two, O'Tilly for, for Zach Lloyd, maps perfectly and does look uh, awfully hard to beat. But the horse that... She's probably got a beat, is overriding, trained by Nathan Doyle, who's on the line now. Good morning, Nathan. Thanks for your time. No worries, Anthony. How are you? Yeah, really well. Um, just before we get to, to overriding, you, I noticed you've, you've been having a really good run recently. You've had uh, a good couple of weeks, four wins from your your last eight starters. You must be happy with the way things are going? Yeah, we're getting, starting to get some nice young horses through the stable, and they're starting to head to the races now, which is good, and 
hopefully they can go on with it from there onwards. Um, one horse that won very well during the week is, is Boston Rocks at, at Gosford. He, he romped him. What have you got in mind uh, next for him? Have you had a look at the calendar? Uh, we're just taking through his grades. You feel that he's a horse that's still learning on the job. Uh, you see when he straightened up there, the ears come forward, he pricked him. He probably had the leader covered quite quickly and he didn't really know what to do then. And I thought his best work was on the line. So we'll find a nice 1,200-metre race for him and we'll just take him slowly through these grades and see where he can get to. All right, keep an eye on him, punters. His name is Boston Rocks. He won really well during the week at Gosford, one for the Black Book. Ramwick today, race seven, horse number one, overriding for Kobe Jennings, lining up for four in a row. Overcame some trouble to win here three weeks ago. Is she... Um, is she easy enough to tick over between races? Like, what do you need to do with her between that three-week gap between runs? Yeah, we've had to keep the work up to her. She's a, she's a good doing filly. Uh, she's able to absorb pressure well and continues to strengthen and improve each time we do step her out. And we had her in last week, but we didn't accept. We just thought we'd go the same setup into her most previous run, three weeks between runs. The Phillies and Mayors, 78, I don't think 1,400 would be an issue. Drawn a little bit sticky, but she is very versatile. Uh, she began well at her most recent run, and if she wants to do the same, I think she can roll forward and put herself in the race. And uh, definitely the right race for her. If it pans out right in the first half of the race, I think she'll be able to finish. We just had Jason Deemer on the line. He's got O'Tilly in the same race, a go-forward sort of filly. She's got a good racing style. Um, looks looks the leader in the race. Do you see yourself sort of perhaps outside the leader or maybe one pair back with a bit of cover? I can probably see us being outside O'Tilly in the run. Um, if it all sort yep. of pans out the way it, way it looks, there's not much speed in the race, but sometimes that can change and everyone sees the, the race the same and wants to be more positive because there is no speed in the race so we'll just leave it up to Kobe but I'd say you'll probably give that natural squeeze but whatever sort of does pan out she's quite versatile, she can come back she can sit outside later or if she does miss a kick slightly she can get back and run on so that's a, it's a good asset to have when you can put them in the run anywhere and they'll still be effective mm. but Listen, it's the right race. Rail is out there. Um, Not sure how to play, but we'll just watch the first few races and sum it up from there. When you've got a filly like her that's putting a good record together, she's won three in a row this prep, four from from six overall. Are you sort of, how how, how many more times can you go back to the well? Like, obviously, you, you, you don't want to go too far where you might not get them back. Do you think there's many more runs into this preparation. Obviously, you've got a horse that's got good ability. You're mindful of bigger things later on in her career. How many more times do you go back to the well, not just not just with her, but typically when you've got a progressive horse overall? I think today you probably nearly pull her up. She hasn't shown any sign. She's coming to the end of the preparation, but if she's mm. able to get the job done today, I suppose we've got to look towards um, some better races with her down the, down the track and uh, that carnival time comes around quite quickly, so you just got to be mindful there. She might just go for a little short freshen up and get a bit of residual fitness, and we'll go again with her. But we'll definitely know where we are sitting with her coming out of today. Yep.
Uh, at Wyong, you're lining up with, I think you've got three or four up there. You might have scratched one. Race two, horse number five, higher hand for, for Keegan Latham. First up from a five-month break. He's had a couple of trials and looks sharp in his latest trial. 13.50 looks a good starting point for him. What's your thoughts on him? Good starting point. We found a, quite a hot race, I think. Um, there's some strong form lines in the race. and We just need to get him moving. I think there's a nice race here in a couple of weeks. Uh, provincial only 1,400. So I think we'll just start today and um, get him rolling. Then in second up, uh, then looks like I'd do a race for him. But hopefully he can run well and strong weight. And then he can tick all the boxes into his second up run. You've scratched Lady Harlem in race six. So in race seven, you've got number one, Modern Millie here for Ben Osmond. First up uh, from a six-month break. Another one that's had a couple of trials. She's consistent enough, Mayor. What's your thoughts on her? Yeah, she works well at home. Uh, it's been four years and maybe longer since she's actually won a race. I think she's got out of win a little bit, but she went to start. She didn't get in foul. She's come back again. and uh, She's dropping grade. Uh, 13.50 looks a nice starting point for her. I expect her to carry her weight. She's a nice, big, strong mare. And she's drawing a little bit sticky as well, so she's going to probably need a little bit of luck in the early stages. But it's a nice run in from that 13.50 shoot there. Well, I'm going to expect her to run well. And what about in the same race, uh, Mahaji, race seven, horse number six for, for Lee McGoran? She got caught wide the other day, and um, the run probably told. Did we just overlook that and assess her on a first-up effort? I think so, uh, Run here two starts ago when she's in second. She's very unlucky not to win. Uh, she's probably ridden a bit close, and like you said, she had no luck. She's three deep, no cover the whole trip, and uh, got a bit tired late, as you expect. But I think we'll probably just go back to the same tactics when she ran second here and just ride a quiet, allow her to breathe in the early stages of the race. And I think coming back in trip with a little bit of speed on might really suit her. Do they work together at home? Can you give our audience a, a bit of a guide as to your preference there between those two? Would they do any work at home together? Well, I think probably Modern Millie's uh, the pick of them. She's quite forward enough to go first up. She's got a good coat on her. Um, if she can get that even luck, I would hope she's doing something in that 64 grade. Yep. Good on you. Uh, thanks for your time as always, Nathan. Best of luck with overriding and those couple of horses up at Wong today. We'll speak soon. Thanks, Amy. Okay, so Nathan Doyle there coming down with race seven, horse number one, overriding for Kobe Jennings. Currently a 280 chance on tab fixed odds. She's lining up for her first, uh, sorry, lining up for her fourth win in a row. Um, really found some terrific form this time in, overcame some trouble to win here three weeks ago. And, um, yeah, she's lining up for her fourth uh, fourth win in a row and perhaps this might see her out and they'll look towards uh, late spring or, or maybe even the autumn with, uh, with overriding. She's building a good record. She's now won uh, four from six with one minor placing a filly by star turn and she's now 290 on tab fixed odds. O'Tilly, who we spoke to, uh, we spoke to Jason Deemer just before Nathan. O'Tilly's a, a $3 chance on tab fixed odds. So there's actually very little between those and O'Tilly must have firmed up because uh, last night when I wrote down those prices, doing some prep work was around that 340 mark. So it's trimmed up quite a bit. That's race seven. Next up on Racing HQ, Adrian Bott's on the line. Good morning, Adrian. Adrian, thanks for your time. Good morning, Anthony. 
you've had a good week. Before we get into today's runners, uh, Zoom on doing the, the double, the Caloundra Cup into the Grafton Cup double on Thursday. He's just absolutely airborne, that horse. Yeah, he is. He's in, um, he's in great form at present. He's been very consistent in his preparation. Uh, yeah, just continued to improve. I, I wasn't sure sort of how much sort of further improvement there was off the back of his win in Queensland uh, going to Grafton, but yeah, I, I thought he did it did it very well. So, um, yeah, he, he, he's an improving likely race stayer, and um, yeah, if he keeps taking those 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 steps forward, well, he, he might be able to feature in um, some of the um, spring spring races for us. Yeah, I noticed he's a fifty-one dollar chance in the Caulfield Cup and a hundred one in the Melbourne Cup. Uh, what do you do with him next? Does he does he have another run this time in, or do you look towards some better races in the spring? Yeah, look, I, I think it's probably just time to give us a, a little freshen up. There's not too many sort of races for him probably sort of uh, immediately, so um, sort of falls into a little bit of an awkward time. Mm. Um, yeah, we, we might better just give him a freshen up in the paddock for uh, for a couple of weeks and then try and turn him around pretty quickly into the, into the spring and obviously have that advantage of sort of carrying carrying that residual fitness through to, to a couple of those sort of early targets. Um, I guess the, the challenge is being able to sort of keep him up in, in that form you know, all the way through to a, a race like the Caulfield Cup and Melbourne Cup. It's sort of a, a long campaign for them. Um, so we'll just see how he progresses after a little freshen up. All right, that is Zumon who took out the, the Grafton Cup on Thursday. He's a $51 chance in the Caulfield Cup and a 101 in the Melbourne Cup for those future markets on tab fixed odds. Adrian, before we get into today's runners, I spotted one yesterday at the trials. I thought we'd tell our listeners about a two-year-old colt by Piero. His name's LeVampires. He's looked pretty sharp at the trials. What's your opinion of him, and when might we see him at the races? Yeah, um, yeah, I've got a really nice opinion of this colt. Um, you know, it's, he's just one that's sort of continued to improve at every stage of this, this preparation. And his first trial um, it probably surprised me, the, the amount of sort of speed he showed over those shorter trips, and then um, sort of uh, taking that improvement again to yesterday's trial. He, he looked fantastic. So um, a lot of upside with him. I, I, I feel a lot, of, a lot of progression. He's got a bit of scope to... Um, Sort of being by Piero and sort of physically, I feel he's got a bit of scope to get over a little bit further. Um, sort of be a nice um, you know, sprinter mile for us over the over the uh, you know sort of probably find a nice handy race for him over the spring. But I think uh, once we sort of see him in the autumn, um, you know, might see a um, yeah, hopefully a really nice colt for us next time in as well. Yeah. Jot his name down, listen, as his name is Le Vampires. He's unraced, but he's a cult by Piero. He's looked very sharp at the trials. Another one I saw there yesterday, Platinum Jubilee. Adrian, she trialled well. That was her first trial back. Will she need another one before going to the races? Yeah, most certainly. She'll, she'll have another one and then kick off in the um, in the Princess Series. So I think she's got a bit of time for, for that um, two-week trial. She'll have another trial and that should have her uh, ready to roll in the uh, in the first Phillies race to, to, to kick off the season. Terrific. We'll keep an eye on her. Randwick today, you line up race one, horse number one, the little pumper for Adam Hieronymus. His favourite bolted in three weeks ago, first up at Canterbury. Does he need that trial to just keep him ticking over? Does he need a bit of work to keep fit between runs, Adrian? Oh, look, he's he, he's pretty good in that regard. He's not necessarily a big sort of gross type, but more just the uh, the length of time but between races. Um, so he won really impressively. I think he's about sort of four three, four weeks ago, so just needed something to keep him up to the up to the mark, stepping up to the fourteen hundred metres. But um yeah, I think that trip should be should be ideal for him. Um yeah, I think his class was able to get him through there the other day at Canterbury. Um yeah, I, I feel he should be stronger over this sort of distance. Should just should just sort of really suit him. So he seems to have trained on trained on nicely for us. 
he strikes me as a very straightforward horse. No gear, good racing pattern, just goes about his business. Is he the same at home to handle for your staff? Yeah, he's been great. Um, yeah, particularly because he's uh, come back this, this preparation as a gelding. Uh, that wasn't sort of anything sort of uh, any, any behavioural issues, but certainly just sort of, um, yeah, just made him sharpen him up that little bit more as a, as a racehorse now. And um, yeah, he's he's um, physically he's in, in in good shape. Mentally, feel he's um, yeah racing with a bit of, bit of confidence at present. So um, yeah, no, really pleased with him. Have you got aspirations of a, a perhaps a golden rose for him? I know he needs to keep winning, but he is in that market. What's your aspirations with him as we head to sort of the early part of the spring? Yeah, look, it wasn't necessarily kept all the options open for him. wasn't necessarily the the, the plan for him coming into the campaign, but um, you know it, it, they, they can improve sort of quite sharply coming off the back of that sort of. Uh, initial two-year-old campaign so um, yeah a performance like today will give us a, a good indication um, you know certainly if, if he's able to win and win very impressively they're the types of races that you probably need to, to to reconsider and readjust you know it comes around sort of pretty quickly into the spring so sometimes it can be quite, quite handy having a um, you yeah, know having a horse going in there with a um, sort of bit of fitness on 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 their side um, so we'll just see, 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 how, see how he progresses. He'll get over a little bit further, I, I feel, as well. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what today's throws for us. Race four, lining up with number five, special envoy here for Adam Hieronymus, the, the Frankel gelding, the former UK horse. Did anything come out of that first up run at Rose Hill? He sat outside the leader and just dropped out. Anything come out of that? No, nothing that we could sort of put our, our, our finger on. Obviously, um, you know, sort of quite... Or very disappointing there. Sort of, he started you know, quite well in the market on on that day. Sort of off the back of a, a, a few good trials. Um, I thought he just sort of raced a little bit, sort of keenly there outside the lead. Just never quite sort of settled. Uh, so over that sort of trip, of you know, sort of being first up and you know, his first attempt here at Australia, he may have sort of just been um, left himself there vulnerable late. So um, you know, sort of kept the work right up to him. He seems in, in, in good shape in, in between. So no. Um, no excuses and no reason why um, we shouldn't be lining up again today and hopefully we can see him you know, turn that back around and um, sort of reduce more what we saw in line with, with him at the trials. Yeah, he had trialled quite well prior to that first up run. He trialled very well for a middle distance horse. Do you just give him the benefit of the doubt then, Adrian, and, and go again before sort of throwing the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak? Yeah, look, I think with these Europeans you have to and um, yeah, usually in their first racing campaign here, you know, we're not usually sort of expecting too much um, from them, they um, you know, it takes that little bit of a, a adjustment for them uh, just to, you know, sort of uh, adjust to the, the Australian sort of way of racing, um, so um, yeah, certainly forgiving of that but really expecting to be more competitive there first up, um, want to see that improvement today and if, if if we don't see that yet, yeah, most likely we'll sort of look to give him a freshen up and, and start afresh again. And you know, I'll, I'll definitely bank on him being, um, you know, much more seasoned and, um, you know, better horse next time around for us. In race five, you've got number seven, High Dubai for, for Zach Lloyd. Um, last start at Rose Hill, she was leading it and looked the winner. Did she shy at the big screen or was the whip? She just sort of drifted out there the last little bit and it perhaps cost her. What was Zach's feedback? Yeah, look, he um, look. She she is a tough on, the, on on that occasion. She may have just sort of been sort of reaching the, the, the peak of her run, just sort of getting out a bit under under pressure there. She she changed stride sort of 
um, you know, 50 metres out as well. And, you know, that sort of might have just been the, the, the difference there. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, she might have just sort of peaked on, on the run sort of being second up. But, you know, it was a, a, a good sort of sustained pressure from the outset. She did that little bit of work to, to hold the front and hold the lead. And they sort of kept up a, a nice tempo throughout. You know, certainly sort of played the conditions on the day. She stuck on very well. But just that, that early, early work uh, may have just... Um, found her sort of feeling the pinch late. Yep, so at 1,200 today, um, is there any issues with a strong 1,200 where there's a, in, in a race where there does look to be some pressure? Is it all dependent on how soft she gets it in those early stages? Yeah, look, um, look she's pretty versatile. We saw first up over the 1,000 metres, she, she was able to sit off and then um, yeah, produce a, a good strong um, you know, run late. I, I'm not really concerned by the, the distance. Uh, I, I think she'll handle that. Uh, yeah, certainly does. The race does look to have a bit more um, pressure in there, and, and that sort of may give Zach a few options there, just to, to, to be that little bit conservative and have a uh, with a bit of cover if if he feels that's the uh, yeah best way to, to go today. So something uh, once again, to have a look at the final fields and and, and the speed maps again this morning. If there's any adjustments, I will sort of find up those those, those plans, which he, he can be versatile if needed. Got you on a dodgy line there, Adrian. We'll just push on for the moment. We'll see how far we get with this dodgy line. Race eight, horse number three, Stonecoat for Adam Hieronymus. Gee, he's got some ticker, this horse. He was... He looked like he was beaten for all money three weeks ago when he fought back to win in a deceptive photo. How does this line up for him today? Yeah, he's in, in, in great shape. Um, yeah, delighted to get that result. Um, tough, tough horse. He's, he's a type of horse who probably never win by uh, big margins. He, he's sort of pretty, pretty laid back, pretty casual. Uh, just does what he has to at home in his work and he obviously it's sort of the same in his races but sort of was probably vulnerable at that sort of trip first up um, second up now getting to, to the mile um, you know probably more favourable conditions so I uh, expecting some improvement off that first up run and yeah couldn't have, couldn't have been happier with his return that little nine-week freshen up after his win over in Adelaide, that obviously gives you the opportunity to get some longevity out of him through the winter in the early part of the spring. Is that the plan with him? Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, yeah, there just sort of wasn't too many options for him off, off the back of that. Uh, that win in Adelaide, really impressive there, sort of stepping up to that grade. Uh, that trip down there just took a little bit out of him at the time, so that was sort of the reason we, we sort of gave him that sort of freshen up. Um, it's worked out well for him. He, he's been able to have that bit more time to mature. And he's building a, a, a very good record. as probably, you know, continues to be a little bit sort of underrated in, in, in that regard. As I said, he doesn't, he's not sort of the flashiest track worker or, um, you know, in, in, in his sort of racing patterns. So, um, but if you sort of look through his his, his results in the form around him, it's been, been pretty good and pretty consistent throughout his career. Mm. Not dissimilar to the little pumper who's uh, on the improve and, and just sort of keeps raising the bar. If, if he can win again today and, and he's about to turn four, could you keep him going for a, for a golden eagle? Is that in the back of your mind with him? Yeah, it certainly is. Um, you know, if, if he's able to qualify himself for, for a race like that, would um, yeah, certainly look at it. Um, we've obviously still got to uh, go that little bit further to keep, um, yeah, keep improving and get himself to that point and, and get himself qualified. But um, if he if he is and able to keep winning and and, and and sort of get himself in there, well, certainly wouldn't um, certainly wouldn't knock it back. You know, those those horses that do sort of find that form and um, when you keep raising the bar, they keep sort of stepping up there. Yeah, 
Star Turn is the perfect outcross stallion. Star Turn starred for Vinery at this year's sales. He averaged over nine times his service fee at the majors and his yearlings sold up to $550,000. Get bang for your buck. Talk to Vinery. 02 6543 the stars are ready to shine at the 2023 Queensland Constellations. Australasia's most exciting harness racing carnival takes centre stage this week with three career-defining Group 1s headlined by the Sunshine Sprint. Check out racingqueensland.com.au. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlow's Pies? Because at Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. Edinburgh Park Stud has been listed for sale. This jewel in the crown of Australia's thoroughbred industry is the birthplace of racetrack stars like world champion Silent Witness, Royal Merchant, Better Than Ready, 11-11, Glenn Fittick and Rubasaki. Edinburgh Park offers premium equine facilities and an uber-luxury main homestead all on the banks of the mighty Manning River on the New South Wales mid-north coast. For sale by written expressions of interest which closes Friday, July 28. For more information, head to the Magic Millions website. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to Racing HQ. We just had some technical issues there with uh, Adrian Bott on the line. So we'll thank Adrian for his time and, and, and let him go. And just uh, just repeating a couple of those key runners for, for that stable. Um, Omni Man in race number 10. We, we got up to Omni Man. Uh, didn't get the opportunity to ask about Omni Man, but um, beat Passagiata last start and sat outside the leader to beat it fair and square. Does meet that horse three kilos worse off at the weights, but, um, you know, was able to beat it fair and square. So that horse obviously looks hard to beat. Race 10, horse number two, Omni Man. Got a good push for Stonecoat in race eight, horse number three obviously high Dubai race five horse number seven is going to be pretty hard to beat and the little pumper who's going to line up as favorite in the first at Ramwick race one horse number one um, after a dominant win at Canterbury first up so there's some good chances there from uh, the Gay Waterhouse Adrian Bott stable they've also got one lining up at uh, at Wyong that I wanted to ask him about a first starter a filly by Piero that has trialed quite well she looks a pretty fast filly off her trials and that is race three, horse number 10, global pivot. Race three, number 10. Just keep an eye on it. Global pivot. All right, next up on Racing HQ, let's get to Tash Burley. Good morning, Tash. Thanks for your time. Good morning. That's no worries. You're lining up in the highway with Iron Will here for Billy Owen. Uh, first up after a little bit of a break. Were you happy with his trial the other day down at Maria, Tash? Yeah, he trialed quite well. Um, the trip away and... The um, 900 metres, it really uh, helped towards this run today. 
1,100 metres looked like it saw him out last preparation. Has he come out a, a bit um, a bit stronger with a bit more stamina this time in to see out the 1,200 first up, do you think, Tash? Yeah, I do think so. Um, and he's sort of grown up a little bit more too. Like the maturity is more on his side at the moment um, as opposed to last prep. He was still sort of putting it all together last prep. And, I mean, he can still go out there and do a little bit wrong today or... Uh, any run this prep, but he's definitely um, come a long way. And I think uh, last prep, he was just sort of getting to the end of his preparation. Um, so he okay. definitely benefited from that break. And um, 1,200 first up, obviously, in town. It is the slightest query, but he's been doing everything right and his work's been really, really good. And that trip to Maruya um, has really sort of topped him off. So... I do hope to see him run a good race today. He's drawn quite nicely and um, it should just sort of put him in it. Billy Owen's been on him five of his six starts, so you, you've maintained that continuity with the rider. Does he have a few tricks? Do you need someone that's consistent on him the whole time? Yeah, he can be a little bit tricky. Um, like I said, with his maturity and everything, he's sort of he's a bit sprightly. Um, and I think... I thought from day one, I thought Billy was the right uh, jockey for him. He's um, he's a strong rider. He's a brave rider. And for Iron Will's little tricks, I didn't think um, it had phased Billy too much. And Billy's been over and jumped him out and everything like that. And um, So I'm pretty happy to have yep. Billy back on today. Last prep, Tash, he was only three lengths off Mogo Magic when he drew wide. I think he drew barrier 10 of 12 that day at Ramwick and was only three <coughs> lengths off Mogo Magic. That's probably a pretty good benchmark for this sort of race, would you agree? Yeah, definitely. Um, Mogo's pretty slick. I think um, they're both mm. similar horses in one respect, but quite different in others. Um, but I think on paper, that does look fairly good for Iron Will. Um, he's just got to do it on the day, really. How's the map look for him, Tash? He, he's probably fast enough to lead this lot from where he's drawn. Is that the way you see it? Yeah, I think he should get away quite quickly. Um, he's pretty slick on the jump. But in saying that, um, I'm going to leave it up to Billy um, in a sense. But um, if he did lead, I'd be just be a little bit worried that he wouldn't uh, find the line as strong as what he could if he just had that little bit of cover. But if he did jump and yep. the lead... He did find the lead quite easily, then I guess Billy's just going to have to try and rate him as best as he can and uh, just get him to run out that 1,200 first up. In race 10, Tash, uh, Poker Jack resumes from a break. Haven't seen Poker Jack for five months, but he won that trial at Maruya and he beat Iron Will. Is that what you expected? Did you expect him to comfortably hold Iron Will in that trial? Uh, yeah, I did. Um, Jack's pretty slick. He's... Um, there's not a lot of holding Jack when he gets going. Um, I did think that, I mean, it was probably a little unfair to the other sort of maiden horses and everything in that trial. Um, but Jack definitely went how I thought he would. He um, he ran accordingly and um, he's just got that little bit more pace about him than Iron Will does. He's a little bit more seasoned too. Like he's, mm. he's a, a bit three older and... 
He's a three-time uh, Tab Highway winner, but now you've sort of got to you've got to take on Saturday class and test him a little bit. How does he stack up? You've tested him a couple of times outside of Highway Grade, and he's run well without winning. How does he stack up, Tash? Yeah, he has run pretty well. Um, I mean, today is a benchmark seventy-eight, um, but I think he's pretty well. He's pretty right. If um, if he behaves himself for Amy, he's got a tendency to toss his head around and not want to be held. Um, but if he could uh, sort of like get that little bit of cover and maybe replicate a little bit how he went in his highways, that cover, and then peel out and just run, um, he should run on pretty well. I do hope to see a bold showing from Jack today. Um, he's yep. he's the sort of horse that um, I think will go well if there was any more country feature races and... We're definitely hoping that he could get a look into the Kosciuszko. I think a Mojo Magic yeah. Poker Jack battle would be pretty exciting to see. He's a $26 chance for the Kosciuszko, but we haven't heard a lot about him, so you're obviously mindful of that. You've got that up in the, got that in the back of your mind. And this time of year, I mean, if he was if he was able to win a Saturday race, you'd almost be guaranteed, um, almost be guaranteed a spot. But he's a three-time Tab Highway winner. In your opinion, mm. do you think he's done a, enough to warrant a, a ticket in that? And you've you've been there a couple of times with old Al Mahar in the past. Yeah, um, I definitely think Jack warrants going to the Kosciuszko. He's um, Wins in the highways. He was a class two and he won a class three. He was a class three and won the class three. He's just he's just been so super honest and on his day when he gets the right run, he just really puts them away. Like we've had some really exciting wins with Jack in the highways, and I think the Kosciuszko, it's country class, and I think that'd be right up his alley. Um, he's mm. certainly done no less than the likes of Mogo Magic or anything like that. So I don't see why. He shouldn't really get a look in. Yep, he's just been a bit forgotten. No one's really talking about Poker Jack. Do you just keep bringing him back this time of year, regardless of the result today, Tash? You just keep coming, bringing him back for these type of benchmark races to uh, hopefully run well or win and, and get yourself a spot. Is that the plan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can't uh, really race anywhere else. He has to go to town. Um, today would have been... Mm lovely if it was a benchmark 72 but I don't think that he's going to disgrace himself in a benchmark 78 um, there's only a couple of horses in it that have raced okay at 78 grade um, so I think they're all sort of much of a muchness um, it's not really too much of a mixed bag of a race so um, he's drawn kindly as well which is nice so I think he should put in a good run today and what about an update for our listeners on your, on your veteran old Al Mahaha? He's a rising nine-year-old. I notice he is active on, on riser. He mustn't be far off. Yeah, he had a nice little spell, and um, he's been back in work probably seven or eight weeks now. And I'm really happy with how he's going um, for an old boy. Like, he's got his little creaks and his cracks and that sort of thing. But it's just so nice to have him around in the stable. And um, the owners are really hoping that we could probably go for another Golden Cup with him. Terrific. Look forward to um, catching up next week, Tash, and best of luck with those uh, couple of runners at uh, Ramwick. We'll speak soon. Thank you very much. See ya. Okay, Tash Burley there, so lining up with uh, Iron Will and the, the Tab Highway. So race three, horse number six for Billy Owen. Uh, it's 
currently 4.40 on tab fixed odds. And in race 10, horse number nine, Poker Jack. What price is Poker Jack now? He's a $10 chance on tab fixed odds. That's Tash Burley from Goulburn. All right, time now to get into the scratchings. They've just gone official. So we'll start with uh, Randwick. 31 scratchings in total. Uh, weather is fine. And the rail is out 11 metres from the 1,000 metres to the winning post and then 7 metres the remainder. In race one, scratch nine, Sun Lord, 15, Johnny B. Swift and 17, Pirate. Race one, nine, 15 and 17 are the scratchings. Race two, scratch two, main stage, five, Pharaoh's Reign, eight, Olympic Gaze, 9, Ruby Flyer, 15, Forecaster, and 18, Trust the Process. Race 2, Scratch 2, 5, 8, 9, 15, and 18. Race 3, Scratch 1, Baradas, 9, Press Forward. Emergencies 16, Just Go Bang, 17, British Statesman, 18, Taylor's One, and 19 behind the storm. Race three, scratch one, nine, 16, 17, 18, and 19. Race four, scratch number six, Masquerade, 11, Really Serious, 12, El Bravo, and 14, Timpanist. Race four, scratch six, 11, 12, and 14. Race five at Randwick, scratch three, Wingardium, four, Orlebent, 8 Tashi, 14 Spicy Hot Pot and 15 Zakia. Race 5, scratch 3, 4, 8, 14, 15. Race 6, scratch number 6, Ita and 8 Colour Sergeant. Race 6, 6 and 8. Race 7, scratch 6, Burning Need. Race 7, number 6. Race 8, scratch 5, Harrow. Race 8, number 5. Race 9, scratch 13, Bazooka, and 14, Verona. Race 9, 13 and 14. And in race 10, scratch number 7, Rising. Race 10, number 7. There you scratchings for Ranwick. Moving along to scratchings for Wyong this afternoon. Good four at Wyong. 13 scratchings, Rail True. Race one, scratch one, Hong Kong Harmony, six, Pedacious, and nine, Lingalonga. Race one, one, six, and nine. Race two, scratch two, Dissident Gumpy, and three, Encroachment. Race two, scratch two and three. Race three, scratch four, Rockbarton Island, 12, Queen Bess, 13, Magic Stella. Race three, four, 12, and 13. Race four is clear, race four clear. Race five, scratch six, scat surfer girl. Race five, number six. Race six, scratch number two, Lady Harlem and nine, not that easy. Race six, two and nine. Race seven is clear, race seven clear. And in race eight, scratch six, flying Scotsman, nine, know-it-all Jack. Six and nine come out of race number eight from Wyong. There are your scratchings up there. Scratchings for Eagle Farm. Eagle Farm is rated a good four, rail out one metre. 
Race one is clear. Race one clear. Race two, scratch nine. Great Barrier Week. Great Barrier Reef. Thirteen Salire and fourteen Chikara. Race two, nine, thirteen, fourteen. Race three, scratch one. So Dapper. Race three, number one. Race four, scratch four. Bean Foggy. Race four, number four. Races five and six are both clear. Five and six clear of scratchings. In race seven, scratch seven, Majorati. Race seven, number seven. Race eight is clear. Race eight clear. And in race nine at Eagle Farm, scratch one, Jameldi. Three, Wingardium. Six, Queen Assassin. Eleven, Take the Kitty. Twelve, Yes to Excess. 13, Lil Wonder. 17, Northern Pride. And 21, Vin in L, Viminel. Race 9, scratch 1, 3, 6, 11, 12, 13, 17, and 21. There your scratchings for Eagle Farm. Flemington scratchings. Uh, 14 scratchings in total. Track is a good four, rail out three metres. Race 1, scratch 8, Flying Concello. Race one, number eight. Race two, scratch 11, Bossa Nova Lad. Race two, number 11. And also number 18 comes out as well, Eddie Street. 11 and 18 out of race two. Race four, scratch 10, Albitza. Race four, number 10. Race five, scratch two, Line em Up Louie. Race five, number two. Race six, scratch six, Labal. And nine, Farago, race six, scratch six and nine. Race seven, scratch 14, Pagasi, 15, Sam's Image. Race seven, 14 and 15. Race eight, scratch seven, Bonnie Ezra, 10, Esty Fenny. Race eight, scratch seven and 10. And in race nine, scratch number seven, Nasrori, 13, Epic Centre and 14, Zeon. Race 9, scratch 7, 13 and 14. And I should have mentioned race 3 at Flemington is clear of scratchings. So there are scratchings for Flemington. And we'll just keep going and knock off uh, Morfordville in South Australia. Uh, just the 11 scratchings, soft 5, overcast, rail out 6 metres from the 1,000 of the winning post, 3 metres the remainder. And races one and two are both clear. Race one and two both clear. In race three, scratch five, Fangit. Race three, number five. Race six, scratch three, Stars on Gari. And eight, Kingwell. So I should mention races four and five are also clear. So race four and five clear. Race six, scratch three, Stars on Gari. And eight, Kingwell. Race seven, scratch number four, Upgrade Me. Five, Pocket Raider. And 11, Mostly Sunny. Race seven, four, five, and 11. Race eight, scratch number six, Lake Agar... Agawam, race six, race eight rather, number six, and 14, Mull Hall also comes out as well. And in race nine, scratch three, Obi, six, Old Time Rock, and seven, Sabre Metric. Uh, race nine, scratch three, six, and seven from the ninth at Morfordville. Those are your scratchings. You're up to date. We'll take a short break on Racing HQ. On the other side, our form preview for Randwick with Brodie Nixon, Brad Gray and Andrew Hurley.
Birthplace of racetrack stars like world champion Silent Witness, Group 1 winner Royal Merchant and popular stallion Better Than Ready. Edinburgh Park is a champion producing thoroughbred nursery in a premium lifestyle position. For sale by expressions of interest, head to the Magic Millions website for details. At TAB, we're on for Greyhounds this Saturday night. The winner on races one to six at Ipswich and get paid out. Plus your stake back as a bonus bet up to $25. That's winnings paid plus your stake back at Ipswich this Saturday night. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Jackano, a dual Group 1 winner. Winner of the Golden Rose. Just like Widden's champion sire, Zooster. Jackano storming home in secret up the fence. Jackano wide out. Resource. Jackano defeated the older horses at Wait for Age level in the CF4 Stakes, emulating champion sire Redoute's Choice. Oh, Jackano with a barnstorming finish. The highest rated Australian bred three year old cult of his generation. Jackano, new to Widden Stud. The stars are ready to shine at the 2023 Queensland Constellations. Australasia's most exciting harness racing carnival takes centre stage this week with three career-defining Group 1s headlined by the Sunshine Sprint. Check out racingqueensland.com.au. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options, Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Welcome back to Racing HQ. Great to have your company here on a Saturday morning. We're broadcasting live from the Seven Hills Hotel. It's been newly renovated. And from 9 o'clock, Dave Stanley will be in the house and entertaining the uh, the punters here at the Seven Hills Hotel. If you're in the area, come on down. Time now to get into our form preview for Ranwick. Uh, before we do that, however, we need to get a stewards report with Steve Railden, who's on the line. Good morning, Steve. Hello, Anthony. What's showing up in your stewards report for Ranwick today? Yeah, we have a couple there. Race five, number nine, Tintuki. Um, the intention was to be more forward last start, but the uh, horse began awkwardly and settled at the rear of the field and then was held up, couldn't improve around the turn and um, and uh, was a bit awkward when trying to get clear running in the early part of the straight. Um, race six, number seven, Vienna Princess. Stewards did question Karen McAvoy about his decision-making in the early part of the straight, but the upshot was that the... Uh, the mayor did not get clear running really at, uh, at any stage and was not tested and uh, should have finished much closer than the sixth placing that it uh, ultimately uh, assumed. Only beaten a length and a half. And um, over to race eight last weekend, um, silent agenda from the outside barrier was required to go back to the tail of the field and then had no joy getting clear running and the straight was held up from the top of the straight and really didn't get clear running to the 100 metres and closed off very well to be uh, beaten less than half a length. Terrific. Good on you, Steve. Thanks so much for that. May there be Thanks, no trouble Andrew. out there today at Renwick. Yeah, likewise. Thanks, mate. Okay, that's uh, Steve Ralden from the uh, the stewards panel with an update for today's runners at uh, Ranwick. 
All right, let's get into our form preview with uh, with the team. We've got uh, Brody Nixon on the line, who joined us earlier on with the the trial spies. Uh, morning again, Brody. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning, everyone. Uh, Brad Gray as well. Morning to you, Brad. How'd you find Randwick today? Yeah, good morning, fellas, and good morning to all the listeners. Yeah, it's not a bad little meeting. I think there's a few little edges to be found throughout it. Uh, interesting enough is the rail position. I think that's the first port of call. So 11 metres, 1,000 to the winning post, and 7 metres the remainder. So we don't often see the rail out that far. The last time that I have it in my records uh, was April 2022. So you're going back a fair ways, and that was a heavy 10. So I think that's a little bit deceiving. The jockeys went to the outside fence. But if we lose using last week as a bit of a, a benchmark, uh, where the rail was out 9 metres and 7 metres, it was pretty fair. So on a firm track today, good four. I expect all runners to get their chance again. All right, and Hurls is on the line. Hurls, we're broadcasting live from the Seven Hills Hotel here out on the Prospect Highway. This would be one of your old haunts, wouldn't it? Morning, mate. I actually did a bit of a tour <laughs> to my old haunts during the week uh, out in the western suburbs. Did uh, visit a few pubs that I hadn't been into for quite a while, but Seven Hills wasn't one of them, but I believe the renovations uh, are going to be great, or are great there, and it'll be a good day out there today. Dave Stanley leading in the Merry Dance, I believe. Yeah, no, it will be pretty jovial a bit later on for sure. Dave's here from 9am. From Let's get straight into it then, guys. Race number one is for the two-year-olds. 1,400 metres hurls. What's uh, happening with the market? Yeah, Little Pumpers, uh, the favourite. It's been well-backed uh, right throughout the week. We took a bit of $1,000 this morning. It's $3 into two eighty now. I'm just looking at the deductions here, mate. Sunlord, two by three and zero. Johnny B. Swift and Pirate. So we go to the Little Pumper. $3 to two eighty. Six to six fifty. Canadian Ruler, $9 for Mad Deal. Uh, Biller is a $23 chance. 61 for Out of Candy. Dumb Believe in 23. 51 for Marinaro. Sound the Siren, 13. $201 for Forbidden Riff. Lady Soans is a $21 chance. $8, uh, make that $18 rather. Colours of Autumn. I Am Famous, $7 into $6.50. $11 Private Legacy and Crusader Razor. Not much activity away from this favourite. The Little Pumper clearly best backed. Speed okay here. The little pumper goes forward. Barry one probably holds the front. Canadian ruler, I imagine, gets a dig uh, from the, the gate and, and probably sits outside a little pumper in the run. And then you've got the likes of Kumbaila and I Am Famous taking up positions just in behind. A few horses here, though, that just like to find their feet and hit the line, Brody. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting race. A lot of these horses getting up to 1,400 metres for the first time. 14, 1, 13 and 3, my numbers. I'm just keen to take on this favourite private legacy because I think the daughter of the autumn sun is screaming out for 1,400 metres more than any other horse in the race. On debut behind Determined Meek, hit the line strongly after only really seeing clear running room in the last furlong and then stepped up to Warwick Farm behind Taya Mina. Now, Sam, that Phillies race is a race to follow. They went out quicker than the boys and they came home quicker. I know it was raining throughout the day, so they did have the deteriorating track, but the boys, they only ran 30 minutes later, so I'm really keen to follow that Taya Mina race and private legacy. She really got warm through the line. I think she gets right out to the 1,400 metres with suits and drops some 58 kilograms right down to the 52 and a half following Zach Lloyd's claim. And from gate number eight, I think she should thrive over at Randwick this afternoon. The little pumper, $3 into $2.80 as Hurls mentioned. Good support and he dominates this map. Should find the fence. First runners a gelding for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott was sensational. Really destroyed his opposition from the front. Had a nice tick over trial in between and he 
is going to be awfully hard to get past. I am famous, the little sister of Classique legend. I really liked her trial. She overdid it, so she does get the nose roll this afternoon. And I think $6.50, if you're keen on her, is a fair price. I see she has been well found early in from $10. And I think whatever she does this campaign, she's going to be a vastly better horse at three. And Mad Deal, I know she went back to last at Kembla Grange last start and hit the line strongly. Expect that horse to land much closer from gate number four. Did jump well that day and was restrained back. 14, 1, 13 and 3. I think Private Legacy is the value bit of the day. Yeah, I'll found her as well. Give her strength in the opener. 14, 1, 11 and 13. Yeah, I too concur that she is desperate for 1,400 metres. Nice big track at Randwick. Plenty of time to balance up and really charge late with a little cherry on top. Just being the lightweight that she carries after the claim of Zach Lloyd. Uh, I like that Phillies race there through Warwick Farm uh, as well. One little pumper. Uh, he's the starting point in the race in terms of what he's done to date. He's got a depth of form that none of his rivals can match here. He was a dominant winner there first up. I don't think he beat much, but you can only beat what's in front of him. And he did it pretty comfortably at the end. Has been back to the trial since uh, Flag of Honour actually won this race 12 months ago. And, and maybe he's on a similar trajectory there, joining up with the early season three-year-olds in time. 11, Lady Soames. Found her a little bit hard to line up, but at the odds, so I want to be respectful of her chances. She was a, a dominant winner herself at Taree, just at a, a second start, and the time compared favourably across the meeting. We've seen the runner-up since win at Gunnedah, and 13, I am famous. I still think she's got a few little chinks to work out in terms of her racing pattern. Interesting enough that the nose roll goes on today just to get her to drop her head, but she does look a talent and does have that big pedigree, uh, as Brody touched on, 14, 1, 11 and 13. Race number two is the midway, 1,600 metres this week. Uh, competitive as always, Hurls. Yeah, and a big field as well. Uh, deductions here, main stage zero, eight by eight, Pharaoh's Rain, Olympic Gaze, zero, 12 by 11, Ruby Flyer, Forecaster, and Trust the Process, zero. Leaves us up the top here with Dr. Evil, $11 to $10 this morning, Seven fifty DiMaggio, Deccan and Tail, eight to eight fifty. Our favourite Oakfield Waratah, uh, went up 550 early in the week. It's 360 now, so clear favourite. Un-American at $13. Karma's own 34. Uh, gee, there's been a move here for Ripped. Opened up at $23 when the market went up on Wednesday. It's into $9 now, so it's a good support uh, for Ripped. Baranoff, a 14. $7 Timpanus, went up $10 for it. 17 Lease. Apache Bell, uh, 51. 19 Vane Invader. Clear Blonde at 34. And Cyan at $61. So, uh, as I said, a good move there for ripped early doors. Today, early doors, it is about the favourite Oakfield Waratah. We have lost a couple of speed horses this morning. Pharaoh's Rain uh, opting for a later race. Ruby Fly coming out and main stage coming out. But you've got Vane Invader and Lease uh, who will sort themselves out at the top end. And then I think you'll find Oakfield Waratah just takes a lovely trail in behind the speed. And the same can be said with DiMaggio here, Brody. Yeah, very interesting race. The midway is always over the mile. I've steered into Tempinist. I think coming to Randwick this afternoon is the key push for this horse. 13, 6, 7 and 11 by numbers. Tempinist was really good last start behind Touristic who just about franked the form last week with a fantastic run against the pattern of the day. Now he does get back to the mile which is the one query for me but or basically all campaign he has been racing at Rose Hill between the 1400 metres and the 1800 metres albeit he's run really well. Rose Hill is not his track. He loves especially the Randwick Kensington and I think from gate number four this afternoon Tom Sherry sticking aboard hopefully lands him a little bit closer because if he does get clear running he's going to savage the line. You look 
look back to the run, two runs go behind. Oakfield Waratah was defeated six lengths, but settled just about last on the fence that day from the inside gate. He doesn't have too much tactical versatility, but I really do hope, especially with those speed horses coming out this morning, he can land slightly closer. Oakfield Waratah, the favourite, really does push all its claims once again this afternoon up to the mile. Gets every single chance from the draw. Has got some really nice form behind the likes of Wind Shadow, Miss Fabergé and also Resonator. You know what it's going to produce and it's going to be awfully hard to get past. Un-American, I think this horse is going really well. It's just screaming out for slightly further. Hit the line strongly behind Mutamani. Defeated two and a half lengths, although it didn't frank the form as a heavily backed Galloper last week was good behind Touristic and also the Galloper out of the Annabelle Nisham yard and Rip Best the rest in for fourth. 13, 6, 7 and 11 but another tricky midway. Yeah, 6, 3, 13 and 4. I'm typically going around in circles when I do the form for these midways, but not so much this week. I just found Oakfield Waratah so hard to tip against. He just gets such a likeable setup here. He was a, a good winner of Midway Company two starts ago. He may have been flooded there by a perfect ride and the lack of pressure on paper, which did suit those closer to the speed, but he won with authority, won with the leg in the air. Since then, uh, he was tested in pretty handy company there behind Resonator and Grassel or Styler. Either of those, uh, he'd be backing with plenty of confidence in a race like this, and he did jump hard in the market so there was plenty of market respect. He maps to get the run of the race again and, and should take care of these at the $3.60 quote. DiMaggio reluctantly jumping off him. I uh, had him on top there last start but he gets a likeable setup. I think he can improve off that. Fourth up 1600 metres. Another nice draw and Rory Hutchings seems to have the key to this horse. 13 Timpanis. So I can see the angle there that, that Brody is going with. Uh, he's a big imposing gelding. He just hasn't had room to wind up uh, at his most recent starts. He was good there last time out and if he does get a bit of clear running. Uh, we know he's hard to hold out. And four decadent tail. Do you want a horrible barrier? Uh, a little bit less scary after scratchings, but if she gets the chance to blend into the race at the right time, uh, she isn't without some knockout hope. 6, 3, 13 and 4. Luke Marlowe in race two, stepping number 13, Tempest on top to beat 11, ripped 6, Oakfield Waratah and 4, Decadent Tail 13, 11, 6 and 4 from Luke in race number two, who's filling in for Darren Flindell, who's taking a break. And I should have mentioned Luke's tips in race one. He's tipping number two, Canadian Ruler, to beat 13, 1 and 12, 2, 13, 1 and 12 from Luke in race one. That takes us to race number three then, Hurls, the Tab Highway. This one, a class three this week, over 1,200 metres. Yeah, they're never easy. This week is the similar story. Now, Baradas is the only horse that attracts any deduction here. It's a minor one, just one cent the win, zero. Uh, it's one cent a place, I beg your pardon, zero the win. Press forward, just go bang, British statesman, Taylor's one behind the storm all come out, but zero deduction. At the top, we've got Wild Irish Rover, 850 to nine. $9 into $7, Zaru went up $12 for it. $19, Ostracized, Dernston, $10. 440 for Iron Will makes it favourite. 650 early doors. Mark Hassan at 17. 21 for Kennelly. We've got uh, Take the Kitty at $10. 17 for All About Roy. Rogue Loon, $10. 750 to 8. Melody again. Master of Rewards at 31. And Tai Lung is a $14 chance. Well, most popular runner here has been since the opening whistle has been Zaru for Jake, uh, for Zach Lloyd, rather. Yeah, Zara will be hoping there's a bit of pressure here, and he should get it. Uh, you've got Wild Irish Rover, I imagine, makes a beeline for the front, given how dominant he was adopting similar tactics there last. Uh, Iron Will won't be too far away. Rogue Loon coming across from the gate, all about Roy, Dernstein, uh, and Tate the Kitty, just looking for trails in behind the speed here, Brody. 
My number's here for the highway 6, 3, 10 and 12. I'm going to be holding my breath late with Iron Will. I love the early support as well for this horse. Had a good trial behind Poker Jack, a very, very fast conveyance as well, who you see go around later on in the card. Billy Owen was aboard in the troll, has been aboard this galloper basically the whole time, and I've been really keen to follow him follow, even early on in his career, and he, before he tackled some fairly nice midweek company, was often jumped on speed that day, and he's copped a bit of pressure, especially that day at Warwick Farm at a benchmark 64. Hopefully he's come back a much better horse this campaign. The troll signified that he might have just done that, and from gate number six should roll forward. The 1,200 metres is a query. He hasn't ticked that box just yet was good behind Super Extreme at Renwick on the 4th of February earlier this year from a wide gate, so that gave me a bit of confidence. He was brave, only defeated two lengths that day, and hopefully from gate number six can secure a nice soft run in transit. But Zaru, I will be holding my breath. This horse is going to be absolutely charging home. A replication of that run last start over the 1,200 metres getting to Renwick is going to be very, very hard to hold out. Take the kitty, $10. I've got in as best of the rest, looking to shoot three on the bounce, very much in form for the Matt Dunn stable and rogue loon eleven dollars in for fourth six three ten and twelve yeah three zaru on top of me three thirteen six and five he looks to have returned as well as ever this time back i love the his late strength there on both occasions 1200 meters third up draws a gate that can see him settle a touch handier he by no means won't be fighting out the front there but he can at least settle midfield and from there i think he's going to be hard enough to hold out 13 melody again she looks at a smart filly going places whether today's the right setup she's a little bit nervous about barrier one uh, given her lack of gate speed and whether she finds herself buried away on the fence but whatever she does here i think she's worth following through the grades six iron will my concern was the same as Brody in terms of just the 1200 meters first up and whether it would just be pedaling late there but tash burley seemed pretty confident uh, that that won't be too much of an issue today so if she's confident I think the pundits can take a little bit of confidence out of that and if he's ridden with cover every chance that he can just stretch that to 1200 metres but if this was 1100 metres he'd be on top and five Dernstein uh, comes into this through a pretty handy race there at Gosford with the form being franked a number of times since so three, thirteen, six, and 5 in the highway yeah, look, Marlowe's going with number three on top, Zaru, to beat 13, Melody again, six, Iron Will, and five, Dernstein. Three, 13, six, and five from Luke in race number three. Race four, the best of Bordeaux at Coolmore, handicap benchmark 78, 1,800 metres. Louisville favourite here, Hurls, he's one of mine. Yeah, well, the uh, punters think it'll be winning today. It's $2.80 favourite. Masquerade comes out three by three, the deduction, really serious, El Bravo. Uh, no deduction, 8 by 9 for Timpanus. We go to Mahagoni. It's a $9.50 chance. $7 to eight fifty this morning. Now back to $7 for Estadio Mastella. Verona, 17 six fifty four Kimaguay. Special Envoy, 16 Got to 18 Back to 15 Favourite Louisville went up 380 $292.80 this morning. 15 to 14 Villadon. Awesome Wonder, nine fifty. Sixteen for Don Pedro. And Pharaoh's Reign at, at $10.00. Louisville, another ride for Zach Lloyd. He's the Jockey's Challenge favourite today. He's our favourite, 290 at 280, and clearly best backed. He looks hard to beat. The only possible knock is how big of a head start he's going to be forced to give away, looking at the map here. But at the top end, there should be enough pressure for every horse to get their chance with Pharaoh's reign here. Don Pedro, blinkers first time, 1,800 metres, no weight on his back. Special envoy comes across. And even Verona showed a bit of speed last time out. And then you throw Villadon into the mix as well. So, yeah, Louisville, he's hard enough to beat. But you'd think, uh, yeah, he'd get the pressure to suit here, Brody. And I've got him on top as well. Seven, nine, 
8 and 10 Louisville. The wide gate, I think it's a bit of uh, positive and a negative, of course. The really wide gate from gate number 9, we know he's just going to be just about at the rear of the field, but this horse doesn't really have a turn of foot. If he had a drawn maybe gate 5, 6, 7, it would have been much, much better to really dive into this horse. I think $2.80 still is just about a fair price. I can't see him firming too much with that map, but as mentioned, he doesn't really have that instant turn of foot when Aristonis had all the momentum built down the outside, got over the top of him last start at Randwick over the mile. Aristonis, albeit didn't get the job done at Caulfield, jumped a heavily back favourite, just left way too much to do from the wide gate. Before that at Warwick Farm, sustained a good run three wide. Now, didn't break the clock that day, but he, the way he went about his business was very impressive. And he was just out sprinted on his Australian debut over 1,400 metres at Newcastle. He's the one horse in this race I'm confident still is on a big upside and he can really work through the grades. If not this campaign, I think he's one to watch out for second preparation with Chris Waller. And of course, the 52 kilograms with Zach Lloyd is just a fantastic push as well. Awesome wonder. I'm convinced this horse is absolutely airborne. Gets Rachel King as well following that fantastic ride on Thursday in the Grafton Cup. I think Awesome Wonder's gone really well. Would love to thousand metres, but it's the same queries from Louisville. This horse is going to be last and left a lot of work to do. Villaden, slightly unlucky last start, running fairly. Just the question for this gelding, is his class against this sort of opposition? And Don Pedro, have to put this horse in, drops right down in great. Ro- right down in grade, try again, with Robbie Dolan aboard from gate number two. I think he's going to run a nice race, but Louisville looks one of the hardest horses to beat on the card. Just needs some luck. Seven, nine, eight, and ten. Hard to disagree with that. Seven, one, ten, and four. Gets in with the featherweight. Uh, I like that form reference through Aristonis, and although he was beaten last start, if you watch the replay, I did like that surge that he was putting in through the line uh, to beat the rest of the field pretty comfortably at the finish. So 1,800 metres, holds no fears, and if he can blend into the race at the right time, his rivals will be doing well to hold him out. One Mahagoni, another backmarker in this race, so the same query with him in terms of how big of a head start he's forced to give away. But I do think scratchings help this morning in terms of uh, the start that he's giving away there, turning for home. But he's the class runner here. He comes back from Benchmark 88 Company. He never got into the race second up. That was over the 1,500 metres. It was on speed dominated, and he was a third up winner last campaign so a nice little sense of timing about him i've also got don pedro in the numbers whether he has the class to figure in saturday company i don't know but he gets a very likable setup the shades go on 1800 meters and drops nine kilos and will bounce out and put himself right on top of the speed and Kemaguay, he has to tick that 1800 meter box but he gets the right setup to do that just gets a lovely smother in behind the speed he covered ground there last start uh, was a little bit unlucky in defeat seven one ten and four Luke Marlowe's got the four on top, uh, Louisville. Uh, sorry, there's seven on top in race four. Seven, Louisville to beat nine, four, and two in race number four. Race five, City Tattersall's group handicap. Three-year-olds at benchmark 72 here, Hurls. Wing Durham, zero deduction. One set to place, Orbalant. We've got Tashi five by six. One set to win for Spicy Hot Pot and Zakaya. The other scratching there, zero deduction. Master Showman, 8.50 out to 9.50. Never fails, 19 to 21. Time to boogie. Went up $12 for it, 7.50 this morning. $15 Ramones. Our favourite, Hide Your Buy, $3.30. But Tintuki is right on its hammer. It's 3.70 to 3.50. Atlantic Ocean, 31. 17 Capital Queen, Dakota Vroom, 7.50 and 23 for Euros. Most popular runner is Tim Tukey and may even push for favouritism. 
We have lost five this morning, but four of them were dead set backmarkers, so the speed is still there. Time to boogie. High Dubai, Master Showman, Ramones coming across. Never Fails was an all-the-way uh, winner there. First up, and Capital Queen can just hold up and hold some kind of prominent position from the gate, so no mucking around here in the early stages. Absolutely not. This is going to be a fantastic race to watch, and I think going forward, there's going to be a few winners come out of this as well. And what's interesting to note is a lot of these horses, there's not many first or second up. A lot of these horses are race fit, so they're going to go along at a speed, and I think the best horse is going to win the race, and I'm hoping that is Tintuki. That inside draw is so important for this horse. Last couple of runs has produced some monster runs from the back of the field at Rose Hill, 1,100 metres, and gets the ultimate reverse to Ramwick N1200, a big track, low draw. This horse should settle just behind the speed, if not a couple of pairs back, lap up the fast speed and be awfully hard to hold out. Josh Parr's been aboard all preparation. Now, Brett Preble does go aboard the three-year-old filly, but last campaign, Brett Preble rode her a host of times, including winning at Gosford, third up over the 1,200 metres, and you'd def say she's going much better this campaign than she was last preparation as well. Dakota Vroom, I was really keen to find her on Wednesday at Canterbury. They've opted to come here to Saturday, so you do have to respect the stable, of course, when they do offer a race like this. Now, she's very well-bred, the daughter of Kat. She was sensational behind Parazel when bleeding from both nostrils. I think she's a star going forward, and I think she's going to thrive on a dry track. Her wheels are spinning in that slowly run Warwick Farm race. She wobbled around the corner, but the last 50 to 100 metres, she really knuckled down, and I think she's one horse that's going to lap up the fast pace. High Dubai, 1,100 metres Rose Hill to 1,200 metres Ranwick. Unlike Tintuki, who's a big positive for that horse, High Dubai is the opposite. I think it's a big negative. Does get the Zach Lloyd claim, but it's getting quite short now. It's going to have a host of pressure. Time to boogie Master Showman going forward. And Capital Queen, I've absolutely no idea what to do with this horse. Had a troll in May. Went quite fairly. Haven't seen it then. Went over to Victoria as well. Had a look. There was no jump outs that I could find. But you do have to respect the stable. Started $31 behind Africa cabin. 9, 12, 7, 11. This is going to be one ripping race. Yeah, I'm happy to have a spec on Capital Queen here at the price. 11, 9, 12 and 1. I think it tells you everything you need to know that they were happy to depend her at just her second start there in the Group 3 Eskimo Prince where she wasn't completely out of the market. I know she failed there but she was ridden for speed to offset the gate and just uh, knocked up that last little bit beating six lengths. But you're talking six lengths behind Half Cabin, Zoo Tiger and Ossipanko. So just the one soft trial ahead of her return. She parks in behind the speed and should get a chance to do something. I'd love to see a little bit of market support for her in that last uh, 10 minutes of betting. Nine, Tintuki, uh, no knock in terms of the setup. No, she's been an eye-catcher in her two runs back. She's just had wide gates to blame. That's not the excuse now. 1,200 metres holds no fears and she should get the pressure to suit. 12, Dakota Vroom. She was a good winner there first up at the midweeks and you'd think the step up to, to 1,200 metres, given her late strength, looks perfect. Uh, she profiles like a, a filly that can charge through the grades. And one, Master Showman. Always reluctant to underestimate him. He doesn't have the star power. Maybe a few years or all the, a few here, all the upside. Uh, but that said, he's just tough, he's honest, and he just refuses to lie down. So he'll be a, a tough nut to crack once more. 11, 9, 12 and 1. In race five, Luke Marlowe's going with the nine, Tintuki on top. Nine, seven, 12 and one in race five. Race number six on the card, the tab handicap 1,400 metres at benchmark 88 hills. Yeah, Vienna Princess is our favourite. Only uh, a small field. There's been support here for Pizarro at $7.50. Looking at the full market here, as I just refresh my screen for you, and races 1 to 6 today, Ramwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm. 
is in your tab account. Place a win bet. If your horse runs a second or third, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. You win some, you lose more. For free information, call 1-800-858-858. All right, let's have a look at the deductions here for ITAR, 8 by 9 and Colour Sergeant, 3 by 3 uh, Leaves us with... Vienna Princess at 3.40, opened at 3.30 this morning. 4.20 for Cosmic Minerva. Battle Tong going around again this week after getting up last week. 5.50, 5.50 Major Artie, Zushak 7.50, 7.50 Pizarro. Back of money, it's been best supported. And Brutality 18. Jeez, I tell you what, there's a few with uh, some form here for one of a better term. <laughs> yeah, a few convictions. Speed-wise, you've got Zushak. That's the one. Who I think does hold the front. Major Artie keeps him company. Other than that, though, uh, I don't think there's a lot of pressure. So it probably comes down to uh, whether Major Artie's happy to hand up to Zushak and they can back off in the middle stages. You'd like to think Cosmic Minerva could be closer, uh, but you don't know what Cosmic Minerva's going to do. He half missed the start there last start, and that proved costly at the finish, Brody. Yeah, this is a very, very tricky race to dissect. I looked at the field when it came out. Oh, Vienna Princess is going to be an absolute gift here, but there's a couple of big worries for me. Not only the speed map, as you did mention, Brad, but also this wide gate. She's going to go back towards the rear of the field. I think she might be looking for a little bit further. I thought she'd be a miler, but they've stepped back in trip. You can never doubt Chris Swallow. I've got her on top, $3.40. I think I'll be keeping my powder dry. I've had a little spec this morning at about $3.20, but I might save it a little bit more for later just to make sure that this race pattern on the day they're able to really run on. Major Artie, I'm filthy. I missed the $14 they open. This horse has trialled extremely well, formerly with Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, now with the Richard and Will Friedman team. This horse has trialled extremely well on a couple of occasions. Gets the one and a half kilo of Zach Lloyd. And I think it's going to sit just outside the speed, if not stalking Zushak. And if they do go slowly, this horse has got to turn a foot and he can be awfully hard to catch. Battleton did Battleton last week and got up when I did jump off him. So I've got to have him on numbers, but $5.50 is quite short for him. And Bizarro, the interesting horse... Another one that looks a bit tough from the speed map-wise, but comes over from Victoria. If it finds its best form, it's going to be right and well and truly in this race. But 7, 5, 3 and 4, it's another sit and pray for the speed map this afternoon with Vienna Princess. Yeah, it is a bit like that, 7, 2, 5 and 4, but I'm backing her class to get her home. Uh, I've got the same concern in terms of just coming back slightly in journey to 1,400 metres, but uh, shouldn't be too much longer before she finds herself back in black-type company. Uh, Vienna Princess should have won last, uh, put her role to the sword the start prior to that. So she is trending the right way, and I guess in this small field, uh, you're only giving away a couple of lengths. Head start there, turning for home to Zushak. No, if it does turn into a bit of a, a walkathon early, He's not going to be easy to get past. Uh, he's very fit. He's got the 60 kilos on his back. Uh, but, yeah, I think at this stage of his campaign, you can probably roll a longer touch and, and prove hard to chase down. His 1,400 record speaks for itself. Four stars for three wins. Major Artie, he's the other on, on speed horse. I didn't think he'd be so well found now after he went up considerably bigger odds. Uh, but I do like the way that he's trialled as well. He's got a, a strong SP profile from last campaign, albeit he didn't win. And for Pizarro, another horse with a strong SP, $4.80 in a listed race at Flemington last start. Never really got into the race there down the straight. Forgive him that. He's better placed out to 1,400 metres and he tends to race well at Randwick. 7, 2, 5 and 4. Yeah, look, Marlowe's going with number five on top, Majorati in race six, five, seven, nine and three from Luke in race number six. You're listening to our Sydney form preview with Brad Gray, Brody Nixon and Andrew Hurley on Racing HQ. We're taking a short break. Back with the quaddy legs on the other side.
Birthplace of racetrack stars like world champion Silent Witness, Group 1 winner Royal Merchant and popular stallion Better Than Ready. Edinburgh Park is a champion producing thoroughbred nursery in a premium lifestyle position. For sale by expressions of interest, head to the Magic Millions website for details. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. The best thing about our pies is the deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin, and a filling which is bursting with flavour. Plenty of flavours to choose from, like lean beef, curry beef, sausage rolls. We even have junior pies that we can give to the whole family. Find us in the Coles and Woolworths chilled meals section. And if you can't find us, ask for us by name. Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. The Kosciuszko, the world's richest country race, is back and gives you the chance to win a share in $2 million in prize money. To enter, buy a $5 Kosciuszko ticket at your local or on the tab app. The Kosciuszko, tickets on sale now. New South Wales residents only. Ticket sales close 11.59pm, 6th of September 2023. Visit the for details. New South Wales permit number GOCSC forward slash 1058. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. The stars are ready to shine at the 2023 Queensland Constellations. Australasia's most exciting harness racing carnival takes centre stage this week with three career-defining Group 1s headlined by the Sunshine Sprint. Check out racingqueensland.com. Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? You're on Racing HQ this morning and we are broadcasting live from the Seven Hills Hotel on the Prospect Highway in Western Sydney. If you're in the area, come on down. Dave Stanley will be in the house from about 9am this morning entertaining the punters. So come on down if you're in the area to the Seven Hills Hotel. Newly renovated, great sports bar, um, cold beer and, and good food. Let's get into the quaddy legs. Race number seven kicks off the quaddy of Phillies and Mares Benchmark 78. O'Tilly's been well back to you this morning, Hurls. Yeah, it has. It's been the best back, albeit a fairly quiet betting race. Burning Need comes out two by one. Uh, we've got 290 to 310 overriding. Otili, now the new favourites uh, market has flipped. $3 to 320 back to 290 African Daisy, $11.950 Centre Stone. Fear Nought at $10. 23 Siren Star. And again, 13 21 Missile Stand. Aaron Moore, 26 And Denny Gow is a $26 chance. So they have it between them as far as the market is concerned here, overriding and Attili, but Attili currently getting the nod, the better back to the two. He's going to find the front and does look to get complete control. That said, I wouldn't be too quick to think that overriding is an out-and-out backmark. You go back to her first up win this campaign and she did settle outside of the leader. So I imagine there will be some intent here from the gate, Brody, to offset that and maybe camp outside the lead with African Daisy. Yeah, there's a spot just outside, one out, one back. I think that overriding can push forward because Aaron Moore likely lands in the box seat. But apart from maybe Ennigan, absolutely no horse on the inside really shows any tactical speed. And I think overriding, they might 
take their chances here this afternoon because if it does land one out, one back, I think the three-old filly is going to be awfully hard to beat. I've got her on top. One, four, seven and two, my numbers. Her campaign, it's all on paper for us all to see. It's been absolutely outstanding. On First up at Newcastle, sat outside the speed, was all too strong and no to drifter that day. The market didn't take any chances with her second up. Settled at the rear of the field in a really slowly run race and absolutely charged home. It looked all right to the eye, but when the numbers came through, because they went that slow, she really produced some big sectionals to get over the top before it ran with last start. Kobe Jennings just had a really trucking along behind the speed. Just needed the gap to come for her to win. The gap came and she powered through. Although the form lines weren't franked as well last weekend as I was hoping so with the likes of West of Africa and stuff, but comes here fourth up. I think she's all upside overriding. Just the one query is the map, but Kobe Jennings, he's come to Ranwick, no doubt. He would have had a good offering of a book of rides there at Wyong this afternoon. He's come here to Ranwick, just the three rides, and overriding, no doubt, is the best of those. Centre Stone. I'm not too sure what to do with this horse. I think it's just been failing to run out the mile. Gets back to 1,400 metres. I'm not too sure if it's just the fitness base failing because she is a 17-10 winner at Ipswich, although it's much weaker grade last campaign. I think 1,400 metres might be a best trip and Brett Pollard board, I'm expecting them to be nice and positive from the low gate. Siren Star, got to have it in my numbers and the quaddy, $23. She was awfully unlucky first up and really toyed with her opposition last start, although she did beat Green Shadows. I think $23 is a fair price to find out. And O'Tilly, how do you line up midweek grade going into a Saturday, albeit gets all the map fans. Favors one, four, seven, and two. Yeah, I think it's a race that the market has pretty well cornered here with the top two really clearing out. Then you've got what Santa Centerstone there is a nine dollar fifty third elect. But overriding on top for me, I think she can offset the wide gate there. Not only is she a very talented filly, but she is versatile as well. So she can stroll forward, uh, she's fit, she's flying and just has to repeat what she's been doing most recently to get away with this. You're gonna know your fate though in the first couple hundred metres. If she does find herself outside the lead, I think she's gonna be very hard to beat. That's not to say Attilly's gonna be easy to get past. The market has found her now. Uh, she just has to replicate what she did there last start onto a track that's a little bit firmer. Now, I think she liked getting her toe into the ground, but I do like the fact that Zach Lloyd sticks. I imagine it'll be handlebars down and she showed last start that she can accelerate uh, on the back of a, a reasonable tempo. So catch me if you can. And then you've got the two back markers. If the leaders happen to overdo it, I don't see how they will, but if they happen to, Fear Nought has a nice profile for this. She's put together two excellent runs in races that read well for this behind Vienna Princess and then Samana and Siren Star she also has the challenge in terms of replicating what she did last start onto a firmer deck, uh, but she was a good winner there at Warwick Farm, beating Green Shadows. One, two, five and seven. And Luke Marlow in race uh, seven with the four centre stone to beat two O'Tilly, one overriding and three African Daisy, four, two, one and three in race number seven from Luke. That takes us to race number eight on the card. And um, we've got a benchmark 78 here over the mile. Pretty open this one, Hurls. What's happening? All right, Harrow comes out, three by two, the deduction. We go to a super pursuit, 750 to eight, seven to 750 for Ita. Stonecoats, 440 to 420 this morning. Uh, she's the gift, 101 to 51, $9 to $8 silent agenda. Our favourite is Grisilla Styler, 370, went up $5 on Wednesday, 71 Louvois, Paz. Tazarel, uh, an $8 chance. Redwood Shadow, 21. 61 Festival Dancer. Phillipsburg, 41. And into summertime, 14. This is the bus far uh, in terms of dollars held. This is the most popular runner on the program, Gristilla Stoller. 
got a few convictions to its name. Before I go on, uh, Brody <laughs> and Brad did uh, Stonecoat kick back last start, or did Excelsis turn it up? That is a very good question. I would mm. suggest that Stonecoat kicked back. I think he's more of a 1,600-metre horse as opposed to a 1,400-metre horse, and that stamina, that last little bit, just kicked into overdrive because you see him through the line. Uh, he was as strong as anything that last 50 metres. It was metres. one of the biggest drifts I've seen on a Saturday pretty yeah. much in history. It was $3.80. It was all the rage in the morning and must have paraded terribly because that's the only thing I could put it down to. It got out to $8. If they had have uh, mucked around at the gates, probably would have hit double figures. There you go, pay the believers if you're stuck with him. I'm with him today uh, but we'll get into that in a moment. So speed wise, uh, he looks to find the front here I think Tazarel probably comes across from the wide gate. There's no other alternative there uh, from that draw festival dancer might be ready to show some more intent now, uh, getting deeper into a preparation out to the 1600 metres and the same can be said for Louvois. He's been at his best in the past where he's been let run out in front I don't think he's quite ready to push the button uh, to that extent. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all to see a little bit more intent there early, Brody. Yeah, this is a real interesting speed map because I think Louvois holds as a key because if they kick up on the inside and opt to go hard, which they did last campaign, I think it really still set it up for Stone Coat. He is a really strong miler. I'm really hoping that Louvois doesn't do that because I want Grisilla Styler because I have it on top. Once again, I've fallen in once again to the four-year-old. He's done it to me, but $3.70, I think it's the fair price to find out for one last time D-Day for him. I'm hoping Louvois doesn't go hammer and tong up front because Stonecoat, if it is that little bit of slower race, a little bit more of a turn of foot sit and sprint, Grisilla Styler might just be able to get over the top at the $3.70 mark. I have to have him one last time this campaign. It was really good chasing Resonator with the 16.5 kilograms, drops four kilos off that run, gets up to the mile, fourth up. This is completely D-Day for him. If he doesn't do it today, I can officially put a line through him. Stonecoat, I agree with Brad. He's all upside this horse, and he's tough. He's so tough. He's got the 61 kilograms. That won't worry him. He gets up to the mile, which he will love, and the last time he was over the mile was in South Australia. Defeated Dashing, who went on to win a host of races in Victoria as well during the winter. Tazarel, $8. Good support early with the tab. Not too sure what to do with this horse, but the market's suggesting he might be ready to rock and roll this afternoon. First up over the 1,400 metres last campaign. Led them up defeated by Bluff and Bluster. Just really out sprinted by a length and a half. Second campaign with the Snowdens. I'm expecting him to run. Vastly improve this preparation. Not too sure if you want to find him over slightly further. He's a winner over the mile and the 1,900 metres over in Europe. And from gate number 12, I wouldn't be surprised if they do try roll forward with him. And Silent agenda was very unlucky last start behind Battleton charging from the rear of the field and a good case to be made it probably should have won but 7, 3, 9 and 6 it's D-Day and one last time for Grisilla Styler I've jumped off Grisilla Styler here uh, he's done me over too many times but he's in the numbers I'm inclined to keep him safe yeah but he just keeps running on doesn't he he gets a, a likeable setup. but Stonecoat for me he just knows how to win uh, he's won 4 of his 8 starts and I don't think he's done improving he was a good winner there last start we already touched on that where he was up off the canvas over 1400 metres second up 1600 metres do concede that there is more depth to this benchmark 78 than the one he won first up but you think he can only improve off that as I say I love him out to the mile now 6 Silent Agenda he's been 
been uh, sneaky good and he's two runs back this time in. He caught the eye running on late behind Stonecoat first up, disadvantaged by a wide draw. That obviously ties in quite neatly here. And it was a similar story second up when charging late behind Battleton. Doesn't have the same excuse today. He draws a lovely marble. He's on the quick turnaround out to the mile uh, with that low draw. Uh, he's got to be a player here at a reasonable quote. Seven, Grushel Styler continues to tease. I know his last win there was back in March 2022, but he has finished top four in eight of his ten starts since and one super pursuit. Uh, he's going to need some pressure up front here, given he's drawn barrier uh, well, barrier 11. He's got 61.5 kilos, but he does come back in grade and he looks well-placed third up out to the mile. Three, six, seven and one. Yeah, Luke Marlow in race eight, going with number seven, Gristilla Siloff, to beat three, Stone Coat, one, Super Pursuit, and number nine, Tazarel. Seven, three, one, nine in race eight from Luke. Race number nine, it's the Robrick Lodge Eremine handicap. Oh, he was a great horse, Eremine, back in the mm. day. Benchmark 88, 1,800 metres here, Hurls. Wasn't he tough? He Yep. No, we, you got me here? Push on, Hurls. We got you. All right. Good as gold. Uh, Bazooka and Verona come out as zero. We've got Bartholomew Darius up the top. 34 $5 attractable. Our favourite bold, Mac, $5 to $4. 21 to 26 at Wild Champ. First in line, $11. Logan Street Lion, uh, $6 to $7. 7 to $7.50, Max Snell. Purple Sector, 19 to 21 United Nations, 13 21 Royal Robins. King of the Castle, $7.50. Went up $12 when the market first opened, so it's been very well supported and Welsh legend at $34. Pretty deep race. The market suggesting well, they're just spreading their love around somewhat. Uh, I'd have to say Logan Street, Lion and Bold Mac uh, and also United Nations have been well supported since the market opened. Yeah, interesting map here. Mark Schnell, does he cross Attractable or does Attractable punch up uh, and hold the front here? So they look the two on speed influences. Bold Mac holds a lovely trailing position from Barry One. Very different scenario than the one that faced him a couple of weeks ago where he drew wide. Logan Street line maps to get the right run and maybe some intent early with Purple Sector just looking for a spot in behind the speed here, Brody. But the best day, of the best bet of the day for mine comes up here. Horse number five, first in line. I think $11 is an absolute spoil for this horse second up. He brings some really, really nice form lines. Five, two, three, and 11, my numbers. Last preparation was only a couple of lengths off Arapaho in the listed Canberra Cup over 2,000 metres. Arapaho subsequently went on to win a Group 1 following that. The run before that here at Randwick over the 2,000, drew the car park, was a savage drifter all throughout the day. Had to do bit of work outside the speed, only defeated two lengths and before that was a dominant winner, defeating Greek Hero at the Sunshine Coast. His first up run behind Super Strike had a good run behind the speed. I mean, a fairly strong race. He got out, hit the line strongly under Ashley Morgan, went back to the trollers over the 1,200 metres behind Glinta Silver, who I do know the Pfeiffer team have some fairly lofty ambitions for that horse heading into the spring. And first in line, not only hit the line well, but he trucked past the post as well. I think it's going to be awfully hard to beat this afternoon, and he's the best bet of the day for mine by far. I think $11 is a great price, and I'm quite bullish on his chances. Attractable, $5 in for second, up to 1,800 metres, is a query 
with the 60 and a half kilos, but this horse is racing really well for the Ryan Stable. Bold Mac is old mate Bold Mac, $4 and the found it once again from the inside gate. I think it's a push for that horse drawing inside. Can get that smother and be safe for the one last run and King of the Castle best the rest. Five, two, three and one first in line. Very keen this afternoon. I'm going to throw another runner into the mix here, number six, Logan Street Lion. Now, he does have to turn the tables on a couple of his key rivals here, but last start, he was nine weeks between runs, so you'd think that he's the one with the most improvement. Coming through that, he maps to get the right kind of run. You look at his two previous uh, starts over the 1,800 metres, and they've been among the best in his career. So I think he's found the right race at the right time, and he's getting out to a very backable price now, uh, $7, and you might even get better, come closer to jump. Then you've got the two on paces. They're both racing well. They're both hard fit, and they'll be hard to chase down. Seven, Mark Schnell. Uh, there's no reason to think that his form will drop off now. He did beat Zoom on two starts ago and then was just knocked off there over the concluding stages last. Uh, two, attractable. Does he get the 1,800 metres? We're going to find out today. What he does have is a ticker. Uh, he's been really in for the fight at his past couple. He's chasing three on the bounce and Aaron Bullock sticks from last start. And three, bold Mac. You can be forgiving for last start. Uh, he had a, a lot go wrong. He blundered at the start. Had to be used up to settle, settle outside the lead. You gave it to his run prior to that. Uh, where he was just smothered in behind the speed and he too brings that zoom on form, you'd think that would uh, seem hard enough to beat. So six, seven, two and three. Luke Marlow in race nine with the six on top, Logan Street Lion to beat three bold Mac, eight purple sector and 11 king of the castle. Six, three, eight and 11 in race number nine from Luke. Um, and that takes us to the last race then, race number 10 on the card. Furphy handicap, benchmark 78,000 metres. Uh, rematch Passagiata and Omni Man after their last performance on the Kenzo. What's the betting telling us today though, Hills? Yeah, well that's suggesting that Pas uh, Passagiata may turn the tables. That, that's at this stage, but if I'm looking at the money, I think there might be a bit of a a, uh, that gap will narrow as far as the market is concerned with Omni Man. Uh, Rising comes out just that two cent the win deduction. $34 Omni statement. $360 for uh, no statement rather. Omni Man at $360. $12 True State. Troach 13. 11 Rubenocchi. American President at 26 Passagiata. Two ninety, two seventy, now two eighty makes it favourite. Poker Jack at ten dollars, twenty three. Kashana Salir at fifteen. It's in from twenty one. Invincible Kiss fifty one. Rebel Dean at thirty four. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what the SP is for Passagiata and Omni Man. Firstly, thought Omni Man won fair and square last start. Yep, he certainly did. They'll scorch turf here. A thousand metres, there is some speed. Passagiata, barrier one. Rubenocchi is a very fast mare in her own right. So is Pokerjack. No statement. Has got 900 metre speed. Omni man. Troach drawn wide. So, yeah, it'll be on in the early stages, Brody. This is going to be a fantastic race to close off the day. I can't wait for this. They're going to go so hard up front. And I'm quite keen to take on Passage Giada because from the inside gate, yes, she does get a slight weight swing off Omni Man, the three and a half kilo weight swing. But with all due respect to Passage Giada, she was, he, she was hand, handily beaten by Omni Man. And this is a much tougher race as well. Two, ten, six, and nine. My numbers, I've got Omni Man on top. As mentioned, you do have to have that three and a half kilo swing, but you go from Amy McLucas to Adam Hieronymus, and who goes aboard from gate number nine in Hippo. I think he's going to give this horse every chance, and I don't mind the wide gate as well. He can come across from that draw and be awfully hard to beat. The ten in for second. Now, Kashana... 
This horse has trialled up real well for the Freedman team. A couple of short trials over the 740 and 743 metres last month and hit the line quite strongly under a hold in both. Rory Hutchings was aboard in both trials and gets Tyler Schiller here from gate number 11. Might need to find this horse second up, but I'm confident it's going really well. Best form is over the 1,400 metres in France, so maybe horse to find second and third up. The sixth American president also specking this horse. Now with the Bourne Baker team, a couple of nice trials, the latest alongside Have Mercy. A couple of short trials over 843 metres suggest this horse is going really well. Race is best on a wet track. Uh, hopefully for connections, it can find a wet track in the next few weeks. But American president, I think it might run a sneaky race this afternoon. And King and Baker, when they've been combining the last few weeks, has been awfully hard to beat. And the nine is the best of the rest. Poker Jack, fresh off a break, had a nice trial alongside Iron Will. We'll get a nice line through those form lines earlier on in the highway. But Poker Jack with Amy McLucas' claim will carry just the 53.5 kilograms, really taking on Passage Yarda. $2.80 I think is crazy short. 2, 10, 6 and 9 in the last. She does look well found. I've gone with Tri-State here, thinking the market's been a little bit too uh, quick to forget the best version of Tri-State. So as a three-year-old, he'd run third to Home Affairs and Palaley over 1,100 metres. So, yeah, he typically comes to hand well fresh. He was a good winner there first up two starts ago where he beat, or two campaigns ago where he beat Devil's Throat. And last preparation, he was third behind Shades of Rose and Mautai. So I know his most recent two runs are a little bit below par and he does resume here on the back of one soft trial, but I like what he did in that trial. I think he gets the right setup here over a thousand metres, just camping behind the speed. Uh, hopefully he doesn't overdo it from there and Jason Collett knows this horse well. So there is a bit of a discrepancy there in terms of his best and his worst form, but if the best version of Tri-State rocks up, I think he wins. Uh, for Troach, she's a classy filly in her own right. She's already a listed winner. Now, what do they do from the gate? I don't know. She's been at her most dynamic uh, when she's been allowed to, to let run and ride the speed. I don't think she's got that speed to get across from the gate, so it's a little bit tricky there for Zach Lloyd. Two Omni-Man, uh, Brody pretty much made the case for him and, and why he's hard enough to beat. He applied the blowtorch there to Passagiata exactly the right time at the midweeks last start and ran out as a decisive victor. That's now four from four over the 1,000 metres. He's turning into a short-course specialist. And Passagiata uh, does get that 3.5 kilo weight swing, punches up from Barry 1, catch me if you can. I think she's still learning to harness that speed, uh, but she's well found all the same. 3, 4, 2 and 8. Uh, Luke Marlow in the last going with number three, Tri-State uh, tri as well. So race 10, number three to beat two Omni-Man, eight Passagiata and four Troach. Three, two, eight and four in the last from Luke. Okay, guys, that just brings us to your best bet, best value for the day. Firstly to you, Brody. Race nine, horse number five, first in line, best bet of the day for me. Really, really keen to find this horse second up, up to the 1,800 metres. Lovely tick over trial. I think it's going to be awfully hard to hold out. And race one, horse number 14, private legacy, drops right down away to the 52.5 kilograms, and the daughter of the autumn sun will lap up the 1,400 metres. Good on you, Brody. Thanks so much for your help again this week. Thank you, guys, as always. And Brad, to you, uh, best in value. Yeah, best for me, race eight, number three, Stonecoat. I think he can continue on his winning ways with that fantastic racing pattern of just getting out the front, out in front and proving hard to chase down. He's got a, a terrific will to win, this horse, and I know that Adam Hieronymus is pretty confident going into today. And the best value, race five, number 11. You've got to read between the lines a little bit there with Capital Queen, but at $15, I'm happy to do so. One nice little soft trial, camps to get the right run, uh, and given the stable, happy to run her in, in good company at just her second career start on the back of a maiden Win, says to me that she's hard enough to beat. So 8-3 best and 5-11 best value.
Thanks, Brad. We'll watch you on Sky Harbour Central. Thanks a lot. Thanks, guys. Okay, so there's Brad Gray. Now, just recapping his best bets, Hurls. I'll come to you in a moment for a jockeys and best backed. Uh, best best of the day for Brad Gray. Race eight, horse number three, Stonecoat 420 on tab fixed odds. Uh, value was race five, horse number 11, Capital Queen. It's now a $15 chance on tab fixed odds. And from Brody Nixon, his best was race one, number 14. This is a good value bet. Uh, Private Legacy, it's an $11 chance on tab fixed odds. And in race nine, uh, number five, first in line, also at $11. Uh, Hurls, who would you say was the best back there at Ramwick and a jockey's challenge market as well? Yeah, we'll go with Grisilla Styler, mate. It's in race number eight as our best back. It's 3.70 it's just off the back of money it's been best back. As far as jockey's challenge is concerned today, Zach Lloyd at $1.70 Dylan Gibbons at $4.00 we've got eight fifty. Jason Collett Adam Hieronymus, he's got a nice book of rides $9.00. Rachel King $15.00 $15.00 Tyler Schiller, Brett Preble and any other jockey option at $41.00. Ramwick Flemington and Eagle Farm today races 1-6 to six if your horse runs second or third if your first Fixed odds win bet using your tab account. You get a bonus bet back up to fifty dollars. Finishes second or third. The free and confidential support twenty four seven. Call the gambling helpline on one eight hundred eight five eight eight five eight. You win some, you lose more. Be back shortly, mate. With you for uh, for a look at headquarters at Flemington. We will, Hills. Thanks very much for that. We'll take a short break. You're uh, listening to Racing HQ on the other side of the break. Uh, Melbourne form preview for Flemington with Mark Hunter. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? At Tab, we're on for Saturday racing. On races 1 to 6 at Randwick, Flemington and Eagle Farm, place a fixed odds win bet with the Tab app. And if your horse runs second or third, get a bonus bet back up to $50. That's bonus bets back on 18 races across three big tracks this Saturday. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Edinburgh Park Stud has been listed for sale. This jewel in the crown of Australia's thoroughbred industry is the birthplace of racetrack stars like world champion Silent Witness, Royal Merchant, Better Than Ready, 11-11, Glenn Fittick and Rubasaki. Edinburgh Park offers premium equine facilities and an uber-luxury main homestead all on the banks of the mighty Manning River on the New South Wales mid-north coast. For sale by written expressions of interest which closes Friday, July 28. For more information, head to the Magic Millions website. G'day, it's Sean Garlic here from Garlow's Pies. People often ask me, how did a footballer go from sticking his head into a scrum to making pies? Well, it goes back to when we were just so sick of getting pies that all it was was pastry and no meat. So I teamed up with my brother Nathan and we created a pie which is deliciously flaky pastry on top, a bottom which is rolled extra thin and filling which is just bursting with flavour. You can find us in Coles and Woolworths but only in the chilled meals section. If you can't see us, grab the manager and say, where are the Garlow's Pies? Because at Garlow's Pies, we're thin on pastry, we're big on meat. Jackano, the highest rated Australian bred three-row cult of his generation. And here's Jackano. Jackano was an outstanding winner at the Golden Rose, defeating Australia's highest rated filly in secret. In secret up the fence, Jackano wide out. Jackano! Jackano! Jackano defeated six Group 1 winners in his CFO Stakes victory, including the outstanding dual Group 1 winners, Mr. Brightside and I'm Thunderstruck. Jackano, new to Wooden Stat. Oh, Jackano! 
Don't whinge and whine about the traffic. Think of the wine you'll have at home. A glass of Windy Peak Cabernet Sauvignon. By De Bortoli, of course. Here's the traffic. My Car Tire and Auto, the tire and auto experts that put people first. Call 13 13 28 or visit mycar.com.au to find your nearest store. Crash in five dock affecting both ways on Queens Road at Harris Road. North Sydney change conditions on Warringah Freeway. If you're on the Berry Street northbound on-ramp, you'll have to merge with lanes on the freeway. Also, upgrade works on Alfred Street North both ways between Curraba Road and Wailing Road. Style and save with freedom. Right now, buy any item store-wide and get your second item half price. Don't miss out. Sail on now, only at Freedom. I'm Luke Jermaine, number one in racing on Sky Sports Radio. The stars are ready to shine at the 2023 Queensland Constellations. Australasia's most exciting harness racing carnival takes centre stage this week with three career-defining Group 1s headlined by the Sunshine Sprint. Check out racingqueensland.com.au. Birthplace of racetrack stars like World champion Silent Witness, Group 1 winner Royal Merchant and popular stallion Better Than Ready. Edinburgh Park is a champion producing thoroughbred nursery in a premium lifestyle position. For sale by expressions of interest, head to the Magic Millions website for details. At Tab, we're on for Greyhounds this Saturday night. Back the winner on races 1 to 6 at Ipswich and get paid out. Plus your stake back as a bonus bet up to $25. That's winnings paid, plus your stake back at Ipswich this Saturday night. Tab, we're on. First online fixed odds win bet only. T's and C's at website. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Jack and O, a dual Group 1 winner and the highest rated Australian bred three-year-old cult of his generation. And here's Jack and O. A precocious juvenile, Jack and O was a December two-year-old winner on debut and placed in the Group 1 Blue Diamond Stakes. Jack and O moves up, takes the lead, storms away. A sectional star, Jack and O is the only Australian stallion to retire in 2023 as a Wait for Rage winning three-year-old. Jack and Jackano, new to Wooden Oh, Interstate Form Preview, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? You're on Racing HQ for a Saturday morning. We're broadcasting live from the Seven Hills Hotel. Uh, on the Prospect Highway out in Western Sydney. If you're in the area, come on down. Dave Stanley will be along from just after nine. I haven't seen him wander in, but he won't be too far away entertaining the punters and um, and the guests here at the Seven Hills Hotel. Time now for our uh, Flemington form preview, and Mark Hunter's on the line. Good morning, Mark. Morning, Anthony. Uh, a bit of rain. I spoke to the track manager, Liam O'Keefe, a little earlier on on Racing HQ. He said there's a bit of rain expected mid-afternoon. How have you factored that into your form? It's a bit tricky. If, if you walk the track, it's pretty firm at the moment. He's, he's put some water on this morning because the rain's gone back from being expected at 11 to back about 2 o'clock. So I think Liam put a couple of mils on this morning. It's pretty firm, but it's pretty warm. So if we get any rain at all, it could deteriorate pretty quickly. So we're certainly on... Weather watch, particularly for the second half, the meeting makes it a little tricky. All right, let's get straight into it then, Hurls. Race number one, um, it's a two-year-old race over the 1,000 metres. Talk us through the market. Yeah, like a lot of these races today, very, very competitive. Florian Cancelo comes out just what one cent the win. Now, exploring, 9 to 9.50, 3.90 to $4, Naval Academy. 
Scorsi, uh, ten dollars to nine fifty. Archo Nacho, nine fifty to seven this morning. Seventeen dollars when the market first opened, and we t- we have taken a bet of twenty thousand at seven dollars thirty six to be precise on it to win race one and in race three, pitch and none. So uh, one punter and plenty of punters pretty confident about the chances. Uh, $31 Masira. Our uh, Oberos is a $13 chance. 26 Mafia, Soju 34, 81 Hay Fat Cat. Illative is the favourite. 240 on Wednesday. It's 310 now, so it's been a bit easy. And Jenny the Jet at 11. Best back runner here is Archo Nacho. Yeah, I think there are two main hopes here, two and four. With number two, Naval Academy, who kicked off up the bush, sat leaders back, got clear, had every chance, but then just raced away. He didn't even touch it. and just got further and further in front, ran good time. I think down the straight, they'll come down the inside here, race one, it'll park just behind the speed. I like Naval Academy to beat number four, Archo Nacho, who trolled well before that debut win, one on protest. Uh, the horse, Mancier, who beat at home, then went to Bendigo and bolted in during the week, so he got a good form line there. 11 elatives. It's always trialled well. Listening to Mick Price on radio down here, you, you don't get the greatest push for it, so I just want to see it do it on race day. And then one exploring, who's got form in better races, has trialled well, has got speed, and will give you a sight. So two and four for me, two, four, 11 and one. Uh, Matt Hill going with the 11 on top, elative to beat one. 2 and 12. 11, 1, 2, 12 from Matt Hill in race number 1 from Flemington. Race number 2 then is a 3-year-old race over the 1,700 metres hurls. Open this one. It is, and Boston Noble Lad and Eddie Street come out. Zero deductions. Hard to cross, 9.50. 15 in from 21, Typhoon Titmus. Magnus Spin, $6 and solid. 41, Party at Artis. Slain, 8.50 and solid. $11, Albanian I Am. Cosmic Enigma is our favourite, $4.20. Has been that right throughout the trade. $11, Crown Crusher. Cyclone Harmony, 41. 15, Tiz Jemmy. Cardio, 251. 251. 34, Foreign Raider. Magnus, 23, or Magnes. 61, Powerbound. Smoke and Princess, $8. And $251 for Kensley Rose. Wide open, 4.20 the field. It's a tricky race. You've got horses here. Most of them are going to struggle at 1,700 metres, and quite a lot of them are coming back off wet ground. So it's a tricky race to sort out. I'll go with number seven, Cosmic Enigma, who has to run the trip. It should. It's run well enough at a mile. It'll get back here. There's not great tempo, so got that against it. But pretty promising horse to beat number 10, Tiz Jemmy, who's been taking on the older horses and running well, will run the distance, got a chance at odds. One hard to cross. Otto just got lost last time too far back. It'll run the distance strongly, got the 60 kilos in the bad draw, and then eight crown crusher, who's got a bad habit of missing the kick. It'll run on, it's got the claim here, and it's got the ability, just its gate manners an issue. So an open race, queries on most of them, 7, 10, 1 and 8. Uh, Matt Hill's going with the seven as well. Cosmic Enigma, uh, seven to beat two, five and 14 in race number two. Race three, Rising Stars final for the apprentice jockeys. Bragging rights on offer here. Talk us through the market, Hills. Yeah, no scratchings here. Good and proper. Five dollars to six dollars. Pitcher none. Three sixty into three dollars this morning. Silverina twenty three. Nine dollars to five diva. 
Uh, Fair Rentless is a $26 chance. 13 Ola Ola. Crimson Light, $6. Been pretty solid. It's probably been the second best backed runner, Crimson Light. Swelter Magic, 251 uh, Levor, support there, $11 when the market went up, $7.50 now. $11 playing it safe, 18 for Delicious Tycoon. And the Vita, a $251 chance. Pitcher None, best backed runner all day on the card. And the best bet of the day for me, Pitch None, it's come back from a spelling great form. It parks here about fourth or fifth behind even tempo. These apprentice races, they can get a bit excited. Doesn't look like mad speed, but enough for Celine Gordray to park Pitch None just behind the pace. Come to the outside, and I think Pitch None will win to beat number one, good and proper. Needs a dry track, gets it at the moment, and needs a bit of luck to run a strong mile, but certainly good enough to win if things go its way. Ten playing it safe. Well, at least run the trip, we'll be running on. And nine, Lavore. It's got a chance. It's not a bad horse, Lavore, but it's got the wide gate. Wouldn't shock me if they press forward. If they do that, they're going to need some luck early to, to get a spot. I think Pitcher None wins. Two, one, ten and nine. Matt Hill agrees. Race three, number two, Pitcher None on top. Two, four, eleven and one. Race four is the VRC member Shane Murray handicap for the three-year-olds, 1,400 metres. Legio, ten favourite, he hurls. It is just the one scratching. A bit uh, comes out. Zero deduction. Tijuana is an eighteen dollar chance. Five dollars for Hennessy Lad. Cause for concern. Four forty to four twenty. Legio ten two seventy at two eighty. Back to two seventy makes it favourite. Castilian is a nice sixteen dollar chance. Twenty six he'll rip. The Creator. Well, it's been easy. Went up three fifty when the market opened on Wednesday. It's now a five dollar chance. Michelotti twenty six forty one already eight. And Fam Gorman. Ah. Uh, $151. Legio 10, very popular. It's been 270, 280, back to 270, but a lot of money being held on it. Yeah, well, typically Legio 10, it's got to run 1,400 metres. It's had one go. That was behind Elliptical at Sandown going back about a year. It ran on pretty well, so you think it will get the trip, but from here, from gate one, it's going to be ridden handy ish, and you think, and, and sorry, that just makes it. A little bit harder for me to run a strong 1,400 metres, but we'll give it the chance to beat number seven, the creator, whose two goes in New Zealand have been good wins. It's trials here. It hasn't had blinkers on. It's gone no good. But I think with the blinkers back on, you'll see big improvement. Three cause for concern. It's going really well for Sean Matrick. Has to run the distance. And two, Hennessy Lad. So we'll run the trip. Listening to Peter or Catherine Coleman on radio down here just might need the run. So that's a little issue there. Four, seven, three, and two. Matt Hill with the four on top, Legio 10, race four, number four to beat three, seven and two. Race five, a two-year-old race, 1,800 metres here, Hurls. What's happening with the market? Yeah, we've got the favourite dolphin skin at $3.20. Light em up, Louie comes out. Significant deduction there, 19 by 15. Dolphin skin opened up at 3.40 this morning. It's now 3.20. 4.60 out from 3.90 Sun Source. A $6 and solid line of fire. 6.50, got the 7 back to 6.50. Be still the earth. Thin red line, $10 into $9. 19 to 14, Zedra a lime. Salou is a $26 chance. 41, Zampukas. Labana ten dollars forty one Warmil Zeller's heart is one hundred and fifty one as is Grand Illusion so not the busiest race on the card but Dolphin Skin our favourite three forty to three twenty yeah tricky race this one the two year olds getting out to eighteen hundred metres I think numbers one down to sixty winning chances I'll go with number one Dolphin Skin whose all runs have been good it was a strong win last time it takes a spot from the gate two kilo claim to beat number four Line of Fire. 
coming down from your way, you would think they're pretty weak races. It's been going around in, but looks like the distance will suit. Three Sun Source, Drew Badley last time ran okay, and 16 Red Line. First starter, two-year-old kicking off at 800 metres, but has looked pretty good at the trials. One, four, three, and six. And uh, Matt Hill agrees. He's got the one on top, Dolphin Skin, to beat 11-10. And we just need a fourth number from Matt. One, 11, 10, and we'll need a fourth number. That takes us to race number six, the Dean Lester Flemington Cup, 2,800 metres at open handicap level. And great to see Dean being recognised here in this race. Hurls, what's the market? Yeah, absolutely. La Biel comes out, Lee Biel. Al. 14 by 13, 6 by 7 for Raga. Iris Sequel, $8.23, Lincoln King. Mimi's Award, loves the place, $4.850 to $9.50 for the four. Dashing Willoughby, number five, is at $81.14, the good fight. Mostly cloudy, our favourite, $2.30 to $2.20, so pretty short now. French Moon, 16 to 17, Brawl, 13 and 41, Savvy Valentino. Mostly cloudy is the best back run, 2.30 to 2.20, but pretty popular also is Mimi's Award. Well, they look, they're pretty much the only two chances, and you think mostly cloudy should win. You go back to its form overseas, it's got good form, winning at the two miles, so the three goes in Australia, got through the line well first up at the mile, ran terrific second up at Mornington, went up your way and ran a really good third behind Faulkner Park and Naval College, which is outstanding form. It's fitter, it's ready to win, the distance is no worries, the big run home at Flemington. You would think most of the cloudy only has to train on and it wins this race to beat number three, Mimi's Award. If Flemington runs a great, it goes to Sandown, doesn't go as well, comes back to Flemington and flies, it's the danger. One Irish sequel, getting fitter, and every time it gets to 2,400 or further, it runs well. Whether it can beat these horses with 60 kilos is a little query. Take your pick the rest. Maybe number seven, the good fight, has got a place, hope. Eight should win from three. Eight, three, one, and seven. Matt Hill's got it on top as well. Number eight, mostly, mostly cloudy from three, one, and 11. Eight, three, one, and 11. Race six from Matt Hill. Race number seven, Rebecca Sutherland's sprint here, 1,200 metres, benchmark 84 level. We'll need a bit of help with this, Lot Hills. Yeah, so Pegasi, three by two, the deduction. Sam's image, one cent the win. As you said, uh, yeah, need a bit of help here for sure. Zach the Boss, $10. 21 for Royal Mile. Mr. Exclusive, 21 Eight fifty. do your punk. It's been easy. It went, at, uh, went up at $5. 14 year long storm. He's Bonneval, our favourite, 440 to $460. Ranting, $6. Eight fifty. Sky Wolf. 18 to $12, Dance to Dubai. Now, we've been as much as $51 for it, so it's been a really significant move. Sessions Road 34, 26 Paperboy, Prowling 750, 26 to 19 Crestani, and the Waterman 81 to 101. So clearly, best back runner here is Dan Subai. 51 when the market first opened, 18 this morning, and into 12. And if you get rain, it'll probably be a late scratching dance to Dubai. So there you go. Um, this is a wide open race. So I'm with. A roughie here, number 11, Paperboy, who resumes. Last campaign, we only saw it twice. Ran on well, first up a leader's track and a bit wet second up. It's come back. Two recent trials have been on heavy ground. I think here on a better track with the Clanfulwiramu pin, that Paperboy can run well. To beat number seven, Ranting. Change stables, well back early in the week. Trial well, drawn down near the inside of Query, but it's got a chance. Terrific roughie here, number two, Royal Mile. It's a good horse, Royal Mile. It's changed stables, it's trialled well, sure to be running on, and one Zach the Boss, 
who always races well down the straight, has had a couple of runs back and looks ready to fire. So wide open race, 11, 7, 2 and 1. Uh, Matt Hill's got the 12 on top, prowling in race 7. 12, 4, 3 and 7, the numbers in race 7 from Matt Hill. That takes us to race number 8, an open here over 2,000 metres hurls, and this is one of the most open races of the day. $6 the field, wow. Yes, extraordinary. There's a deductions here. Bonnie Ezra, 7 by 7 Estefane, uh, 3 by 2 Floating Artist, $7.56. Makes a favourite Milford. Young Werther, $7.50. Normandy Bridge, $7.50. $8.50 in from 10 this morning. Lord Ardemore. Cherry Tortoni, $17 to $15. The Igula is eating an $11 chance. $26 Maserati Bay. Rolls, $9.50. Went up as much as $21 for it, so it's been well backed. Bermudez, $34. 19 out from 11 deep strike. Free to turn is a $41 chance, as is fifth position. And Flash Feeling at $9.00. Now, best-backed runner here is Rolls. 21 when the market went up. It's 9.50 this morning. Yeah, it's in the numbers, Rolls. But I'm with number two, Milford, who I think hasn't got a great Flemington record. But it, I backed it first up. I had something on it at massive odds, and it ran well here. So I'm not worried about the fact that it hasn't won here. I think it's racing well. It's ready to win. It's fitter. Two kilo claim. Good draw. It's got plenty going for it to beat number 11, Rolls, who's going terrific. They've started riding it quietly. And the horse is going much better. It's going to be very strong here at 2,000 metres. Three young Verta. It can win on its best form, but it's won one race, and that was its first go, so it doesn't hit the line that often. Four Normandy Bridge. said five goes on dry ground for nothing. If it stays firm as it is, I'll be risking it. But if any rain comes from 2 o'clock as forecast, Normandy Bridge comes right into the race. 2 11, 3 and 4. Uh, Matt Hill in race at number eight's going with two on top. Milford, two, four, 15 and one. Matt's numbers. That takes us to the last then race at number nine. The Trevor Clark handicap benchmark 78 over the thousand. And they don't get any easier, Hurls. No, this quaddy could pay anything this afternoon. Raz, uh, Nazrawi, 4x5, 6x7, Epic Centre, and Zeon, 9x9. Uh, $21, Satorial Splendor. Najim Sual is our favourite at 4.40. 26, William Tonham's. Thomas, 21, Rock Ribbed. Booney, 5.50 into 5. Went up 8.50 for it, so it's been well supported. Boss Lady Rocks at $10. 18 for Rock Profit. No way ever. 6.50 this morning has a budge. Went up $10. 6.50 for Senegalia. Tax-free profit, 12 to... Uh, $12 and steady, 26 into 12 for Dio, and 23 Husay. They're backing half a dozen runners here, but not necessarily with much confidence. No, and I can see why. Um, look, I'll tip number 11, Tax-Free Profit, who's going well. It ran well on the dry a few ago. It's two runs on the wet. The last couple have been good. There's good speed from Sartorial Splendor and Najim Sahail, so they'll fly along, and that can allow Tax-Free Profit to get out of the pack and run well to beat two Najim Sahail, who's just ripping along at the trials and winning by big spaces. Might just do the same here. Nine, no way ever. Coming off a break, it's trial well. I like where it's drawn following the speed. And 10 Senegalia, who's very hard to follow, but does seem to run its best races at Flemington. Might have missed the winner, 11, 2, 9 and 10. Okay, Mark, uh, that just takes us to your best bet or best value. I know your best was in race three, horse number two, Pitcher None. Is that it? Yeah, very keen. Anthony, race three, number two, Pitcher None. I think you'll get a great run in transit, fourth or fifth. It'll look the winner the whole way and hopefully it does the job. And the value... Seems to be on the nose here, but race seven, number 11, Paperboy, I thought to run well. And around the grounds, we'll go to mm -hmm. Mertella, race three, number 12. I think you pronounce it Ornay. 
I thought it, in a two-horse race, I thought it could win up there. Race three, number 12 at Murtoa. Thanks, Mark. We'll speak again next week. Thank you. There's Mark Hunter with uh, his uh, best for Flemington and around the grounds. I'll just get you a price for that one at Murtoa before we come back to you, Hurl. So it was race three, horse yeah, number 3 40, mate. 340, is it? 340, 340 yeah. terrific. Good on you. Um, and just before we let you go, best back there, a jockey's challenge for us? Yeah, it's Pitcher None, uh, clearly. Best back runner here in race number three. $3 after opening up at 3.70 this morning. Jockey's challenge this afternoon. And it sees a very wide open market. Celine Gordray, she's riding really well. Three seventy. Wurumu Pin at six dollars. Carlene Heffel at six fifty. Damien Oliver seven fifty. Six dollars. Any other jockey option? Eight fifty. Harry Coffey and Matt Cartwright and Joe McNeil at ten dollars. Ramwick Flemington and Eagle Farm today. Place a win bet using your tab account. Races one to six. Your first fixed odds win bet. And if your horse on second or third, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. What are you really gambling with? Free and confidential support. Call the gambling helpline on 1-800-858-858. Good on you, Hills. Thanks for your help throughout the morning. We'll speak soon. Oh, mate, be back for Behind the Gates. Yeah, we will be for that uh, behind the gates. That's at uh, ten past uh, five past ten here on Racing HQ with Luke Marlow, uh, Brad Davidson, who's back from a spill. So looking forward to catching up with Davo and Andrew Hurley will join us as well for behind the gates with our first four multi. Uh, that's been the uh, Flemington form preview. Just before we go to a break, I just wanted to mention the Narendra Cup Big Dance Calcutta on this evening. Of course, it's Cup Day there tomorrow at Narendra with um, uh, with uh, the Big Dance qualification. Um, conditions. So if the winner the winner gets uh, a ticket into the big dance and uh, that uh, Calcutta is this evening at the Narendra X Services Club and um, if you can't attend, get in touch with Drew Kenner and uh, and he can uh, he can help you out if, you, if you're keen to play into that Calcutta as well. So that's worthwhile mentioning uh, the Narendra Cups on tomorrow. Big dance eligibility and the Calcutta this evening at Narendra X Services Club. So get on down to their uh, X Services Club and enjoy the Calcutta for Narendra Cup tomorrow. All right, we'll take a short break on Racing HQ. On the other side, our Eagle Farm form preview with Paul Joyce. Racing HQ, brought to you by Bet's Friends on the Tab app. Follow the Racing HQ Bet's Friends team for all the team's tips. What are you really gambling with? Need a forklift? Don't just get a forklift, get a Toyota forklift. Toyota is the world's number one forklift brand with a great range of pallet jacks, walkie stackers and reach forklifts right up to their leading Toyota counterbalance forklifts. Legendary reliability and safety with cleaner, greener electric options. Toyota can tailor the right forklift solution for you. It's all part of the Toyota forklift advantage. For more, visit toyotamaterialhandling.com.au. Get a Toyota forklift. Edinburgh Park Stud has been listed for sale. This jewel in the crown of Australia's thoroughbred industry is the birthplace of racetrack stars like world champion Silent Witness, Royal Merchant, Better Than Ready, 11-11, Glenfiddich and Rubisaki. Edinburgh Park offers premium equine facilities and an uber-luxury main homestead all on the banks of the mighty Manning River on the New South Wales mid-north coast. For sale by written expressions of interest which closes Friday, July 28. For more information, head to the Magic Millions website. You're listening to Racing HQ with Anthony Manton on Sky Sports Radio.
Welcome back to Racing HQ, broadcasting live from the Seven Hills Hotel at Prospect or on the Prospect Highway out here in Western Sydney. If you're in the area, come on down. Um, lots of things happening here at the at the pub, and Dave Stanley is going to be along as well very very shortly to uh, to uh, get the, the the crowd revved up and enjoy an afternoon of uh, watching the races here at the pub. Uh, time now for our Eagle Farm Port Eagle Farm form preview with Paul Joyce. Good morning, Paul. Yeah, good morning, Anthony. A track good here today at Eagle Farm. The weather's fine. The rail's out a metre. We've got nine races. Terrific card. Uh, obviously, races, you can go a lot of different ways. So uh, we're happy to bag a few winners today. Let's kick off in race number one. We've got the two-year-olds over 1,200 metres. We've got a well-back favourite here in the eight, Tango Fever. I have gone eight, seven, nine and four. Uh, she was trained by Gary Portelli in two Sydney starts, or one of them at the Gold Coast, but now she's with Robert Heathcote. She looked really good in a recent trial at Doom, and she showed speed at both ends of that trial, and there's a bit of form coming through that particular heat as well. Uh, so I'm leading her way here, number eight, Tango Fever, first out, first home. The seven five-star Vixen did run second to party for two on debut. Uh, that's good form. She's coming back from a break today without a trial, so we'll watch the betting moves with her. Number four, Borello, uh, just a nice moving type for uh, Chris Munts. Uh, didn't uh, do a lot in his trial, but I like the way he got around his business. And uh, if they come for him late, we'll keep a close eye on him. And uh, number nine, Mina's Legacy, rounds us out there, uh, eight, seven, four, and nine in the opener. All right, race number two, we have a class three plate over the thousand. I've marked them seven, four, two, and five. Number seven, Zoo Meteor, coming off a midweek win last start into a Saturday race here. But I love the way he went about his business. He was fast out from that inside draw. He's drawn the fence again today. I think riding him pauses positively is the key. Uh, he's now a gelding. This campaign, has, ever since he's put it all together, it has been as a gelding. And I think this quick backup, 10 days after his last start, wins absolutely what he's looking for. So from the fence, number seven, Zoom Meteor. Number four, Devastating, trolled up a storm for Tony Gollan. This also resuming from over a year off. Uh, last time we saw him was in a listed race, though, and that trial was sharp. So keep a close eye on how the betting trends with number four. To Nord Leon, he's up and running. He won second up at the sunny coast with a good aggressive ride over the 1,000 metres. They stick at that today. And number five, Airstrike. Just looking at the map, Anthony, there's a tonne of speed here on paper. If they happen to overdo it, Airstrike is a good horse fresh, particularly on the back of a hot tempo because he'll be steaming home and the Big Eagle Farm track will suit. So seven, four, two and five in a race number two. All right, moving on to the third race today. We've got a benchmark 78 over the 2200. I've gone seven, five, ten and two. Number seven, Carbonetti gets the nod. I know he's only won one from 17, but he was runner-up at Doombin seven days ago behind Atlantic Eagle. And prior to that, he was second at Doombin behind Faulkner Park, which has since gone to Sydney and put three wins together. He just gets the run of the race here on the map. He's got 54 kilos. He's backing up within seven days, which is a great sign, particularly from the Wallace stable. And if he's ever going to do it, today's the day. He also looked great in the yard last week, so you know he's going to walk in and impress when you see him. Number five in Awashi, well, he's in the zone. He's shooting for the hat-trick today, coming off two very tough midweek wins. To 10, a deal of humour. There's your value horse. She gets in very light at the weights with the claim. They rode her upside down in a listed race last start, but her form prior to that behind Inawashi has a ride in the mix here at good odds. And number two, Oz Legend, the horse coming up from Sydney for Chris Waller. If you go back three starts, he won a benchmark 78, carrying 58 kilos. He's only got 58 and a half today, so he does look well in on his best Sydney form. Seven, five, ten, and 2 in race number three.
Race four at Eagle Farm today, Anthony. We've got a no metro win, 1,400. I've gone 3125, number three, Titanium. He's in the zone at the moment, this horse. He's won his last two with booming finishes. He's creeping up in grade today, but he's dropping at the weights. And he just loves Eagle Farm. He loves a good surface. Probably the only thing we can't guarantee today is that fast tempo, which he really likes to finish on the back of. Uh, I can't see a lot of speed in this race, but that's the only knock, and you're getting a good price uh, in case that speed does get injected into the race from somewhere. You'll be giggling if they happen to rip along through the first half of this race. Number one, Meritable. Well, he's been disappointing at his two runs back. He's let the punters down big time. He's dropping right back to a no-metro win today, but he's got to lump the 60 kilos on his old form, he'd be immoral, but I just don't know if he's there. Number two, Rejoice. Well, he's the only leader, and he's tough. He'll run 1,400 out, so he'll take some catching. And the five, Charlie's Case, gets a soft run from the draw with the claim. And he's been your money horse this morning. That's number five, Charlie's Case. So three, one, two, and five in race number four. Let's head on to race number five, Anthony. A three-year-old handicap over the 1,805 metres. I've gone two, one, five, and eight here. I really tossed up between the top two. Landed on number two, Red Top. He did win an 1,800-metre three-year-old handicap at the end of his last prep, and he did it very strongly, finishing over the top of Tarby Time. This time around, he's had the three runs back, gradually building up in distance. Last start was the wing skinnies behind Knight's Choice, where he finished off better than anything late. The 1800 here today, fourth up, is perfect. In saying that, number one Mashani Missile took on the 1800 last start of the sunny coast against the older horses, and he was only beaten a length behind rations. He was sent out favourite, 